on your feet. Who? What is happening? Why are you mom? I'm not the Wayman who wants to divorce you. I'm the Wayman who is saving your life. Now you can either come with me and live up to your ultimate potential, or lie here and live with the consequences. I want to lie here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that's going to try and review this film. Yeah. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Megan. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Georgia will be joining us. She's just in transit. Oh, I literally yeah. say this? Wow. She just walked in. She's I promise that was not a bit, but if it was, how great would that have been? Mm. <laughs> That'd be nice to have the welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah, welcome. just out of nowhere. Just <laughs> Here's a surprise. Yeah. Georgia has emerged. Uh, Georgia is doing a musical, and rehearsal ran long, so uh, gave us our permission to start early. And we did, because we're eager to get on with uh, our BFF of the BFE, Juline, in a yeah. little bit. I'm looking forward to that. Been a while. It has been it's a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't know what song that is. I think it was just called. It's been a while. I think it's, oh, mine's by like a Canadian band, I think. There's no way it's the same song. It's got to be a Canadian band. <laughs> it always is. It always is. <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead because we are doing everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. That's how I feel as my head is. It certainly was. As brought to us by Julene. Julene's choice. Yeah. As is her right and privilege as a BFF of the BFE. How can you get involved in that? We'll let you know in a bit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, just a quick promo stuff. Last week we did the wedding singer. Uh, if you caught it on Saturday, we released the Cinematic Council podcast, a little box office fantasy. This Friday upcoming, if Georgia can, can, can make it and I can make it, we're going to continue all of our friends retrospective looking at the one with the boobies. Boobies. So that's going to be the next one of those up. But unlike most times, we're not a week ahead now. So I'm starting to panic. But I do have a backup in case I need it. I still have to see it or skip it on that 90s show I have to drop. So I still have that in the can. Okay, cool. Should I need to. Uh, Let's go ahead and thank the people who keep the lights on and the Zoom calls paid for here at the Studio of Awesomeness. That's our wonderful Patreon backers, our friends of the podcast. We're talking about the person we're seeing later today, Julene, Hermes, oh, yeah. James DeGuzman, right. Lena Oberholzer, Come on. Anson Ian Davies, I hear you. Chris Peterson, yeah, boy. Randall, what's your handle, Silva, Woo. Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, <laughs> the Yeatmeister, All right. Reverend Bruce, got you there, man. Nate the Great, Woo. Andy Dixon, oh, yeah. Holly Callen, let's do this. Cheesy, with a fish on a bike, Richard, yeah. And the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukets. That's right. <laughs> Did I you, were, you, you were running out after a bit. When you got to Reverend and Bruce and you were like, hey, man. I'm like, yeah, you just running out of stuff. I was. I was still thinking on my feet, though. Um, so just a quick pro, couple promos. Uh, we had a real roundtable coming up in a little bit. Uh, best movie themes of all time. So, you yeah, know. looking forward to that. It's funny because we were talking, Liam. We can go about it now if we want to. Um, uh, I was thinking in my head about making my short list, and I'm just throwing ideas down. I'm not ranking them, I'm just throwing ideas. Where's my short list at? Yep. And ba-bum, bum, ba-bum. Ba-bum, bum, ba-bum. That was totally in my head. Do-do-do. Yeah, it stops being cool for me when it's not the ba-bum, bum, ba-bum. But 
but yeah, the the, the theme to, to Terminator. the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. and you, you and I went up just last night and um, made, made some new friends from a podcast called Just So Jables. Yep, and they uh, they sort of organize screenings at the local cinema house here in uh, well up, up in Kingsland, and uh, we went and saw the Terminator last night. Yeah, that was quite good to see on a big screen. Quite good to see on a big screen. Um, about 50 people in the house, maybe, maybe 40 people in the house, but mm-hmm. it's a theater that only sits about 55, so it's a nice, intimate sort of viewing yeah, yeah. Uh, situation. And yeah, it was good. I enjoyed seeing it on a big screen. Yeah, me too. Because the very first time I ever saw that was in black and white. Really? Yeah, I had a little old TV that was a dial-in TV. Okay. Thing, and I was in black and white when I was about 12, 13. I shouldn't have been watching it, but you know as you do. As odds would have it, we ran into some people we knew from from the Amdram community there. That's weird, wasn't it? That was really weird. Yeah. So uh, it was, was so nice to see them. Uh, it was it was very good. One person, especially, I was like, I said to them, "It's good for my soul to see you." Yeah. Let me give you a hug. Absolutely. Which I never do. So oh, I know. know, I know. No, so it was definitely well worth it. It's good for my soul too. Yes. Uh, also, on that note, the mailbag. The mailbag is open. So go ahead and uh, check out uh, Ask BFE is the uh, Twitter feed. Uh, Ethan will pick that up. Ethan has not left the pod. He's just got a bit of a. Uh, just a bit of a personal thing this week. So, yeah, giving our best to Ethan. Yeah, we give you all the best, Ethan. Always, always. Look forward to having you back. That's right. Always. Um, so now let's look at some reflections and corrections. Last week you, you jumped in there, so I thought I would... Uh, oh, okay. I, I would leave it to you, but no, that didn't happen this week. So I <laughs> no, because I was about I to thought, write something down. I'm just being <laughs> present in the room. Um, I'll remember next time. Wedding singer last week. Yeah. Um, much to my surprise, download numbers were really strong. I, I was think, not expecting that. I think it was a big film although, of its time. Although I have said late 90s, early 2000s, those are films that tend to do really well. Yeah, I just yeah, didn't yeah. think that genre was going to do well. Both of that is an Adam Sandler and but it's a romantic comedy. You know what it was? Because Serendipity didn't do well. No, it didn't. And that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not beholden to the downloads. It's nice when you get more downloads, but yeah. I'm, not be, I'm not fishing for them. It's never... It's never it's never dictating a film's choice. No. No. Never. It's, it's something like, um, I'm glad we did Serendipity, because it's a film that people kind of missed, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of them ones that just comes in and then goes. Um, but Wedding Singer, I remember it being big at the time, and, you know, we get to see Billy Idol. What, you know, what, what more do you want? More, 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 apparently. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we got that, and we got that in, in, as far as our download numbers went. So uh, yeah, if you're someone who checked it out for the first time, hey, thanks a lot. It's in our like top three for for, for the best first week of an episode ever. Which that's cool. If you'd asked me to pick it out, I wouldn't have had you that on my have, docket no, no, at no. all. There's some this year. I'm like, yeah, these ones I would expect to do well. Like when Julie was on last time and brought us in Glorious Bastards, I'm like, yeah, I'm expecting a, it's Tarantino. I'm expecting a big first week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it's uh, other people, I'm not expecting. When it was the Redding Singer, I wasn't expecting that. No. I mean, Serendipity, I definitely wasn't expecting um. that. But, you know, maybe we should turn into an all Adam Sandler mood. No, we're not doing that. We are Hell not no. doing that. Uh, while you and I heard that conversation, Megs and Georgia had like a whole like um, charades, like sign language conversation beside us. And. Uh, that's kind of it's just kind of trying to keep the focus on this one there's this whole thing occurring just just to my right megs didn't know how to turn the oven off okay that was funny george is afraid of my oven actually so that works out i hate your oven yeah yeah no i also cannot hear myself at all well that's okay we can figure uh that out i just need to know not not that one that one's a different switch again how was it Uh, Never leave me to do technical George, stuff. I don't know which one you're in, if you're one, two, three, or four. Is there a number there, Liam? Uh, I'd say 
four. Okay, let's do that then. How about that, Jordan? Oh, that's much better, but down, please. Okay, that's fine. How's that? More. Okay. More. more, more, more. You'd almost think this was the benefits of being here on time. It was. <laughs> we got to set these things up for you. We tried to get your volume right for you and all that Thank stuff you. as best as we could. Um, so let's do let's do my first reflection and correction. All right. And I might need Liam to vamp for time for a second on this, but there's a mistake. I think I made. And this one has to do with actually the pitch that I threw out last time. <laughs> I said it's a really easy one, this one this week. It's available on Disney Plus. Yes. Not available on Disney Plus. No. <laughs> Liam, Prime. walk me through the text message you sent me. I was just like, um, I, 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 well, I saw the text message. I always go back on them to check, see what the, what's going on, because uh, I never remember anything. <laughs> and uh, so I go through on Disney Plus, and I'm typing it, and that's a long-ass title to type in. Everything, oh, everywhere, passive. all at once, right? And still nothing, nothing came out. <laughs> what? Finish the story, finish the story. Yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll find out why in a minute. And so I thought, well, this must be wrong. So I went over onto Prime and typed it in, Amazon Prime. And I was like, okay, it's on Amazon Prime. So I quickly went back on messages and went, uh, I think you'll find it's not on Disney Plus, it's on Amazon Prime. Now, we had released a completely different uh, film choice. We had, yeah, yeah. Because we hadn't been able yet to, 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 to contact Julene. And so no. I was like, okay, I'm going to push it a week and we'll do this instead. Yeah, yeah. And then I woke up the next morning and Julene had messaged. And I'm like, all right, we haven't sent it out yet. I can fix this. So the, the voiceover you heard, folks, last week was just me for 30 seconds sort of announcing it and then just, just, just sliding it back into the, back into the uh, exit line. And so... Um, and so when I pushed it out, I, I first looked it up and I went, oh, I think I've made a mistake there. And it's prime now. As luck would have it, I, I was going grocery shopping, something I have to do way too often, rather than do one big shop. Why do that when you can do five little shops throughout the week? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but there's, there, um, right on my, on my way home from work, it's literally right there. There's a, a Morrison's. I walked in there and there was a whole setup, as luck would have it, of prime. Now, this is prime. Prime. The sort of. The pop drink. It's not a pop drink. It's not carbonated, oh, it not? for far as I'm I know. I'm so intrigued by this. Prime, it's basically flavored this, coconut water. This is a, oh, is it? This yeah. is a, oh. It's, it's very TikTok culture. It's very... It's Logan Paul. It's Logan Paul's KSI, energy drink. Yeah. It's huge. And it is everywhere. And so the kids at school... It's become a status symbol. Kids will get the bottles, and then they'll, they'll like finish it, and they'll use it as like a water bottle so like people can see them drinking oh, out of a prime bottle. I will take a selfie with one of those, or all of those, and, send, and so show my kids. So what I've done... Wow. I think George has kind of given it away by saying I those. <laughs> but is 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 i bought four bottles of prime which happened to be the limit and i went hey there's four people and it's been awesome since we've done one of these i'm taking one of these tricolor ones because that's the one that the kids want uh, i think that they're supposed to taste like fabs supposed they? to taste like the, the red white and blue ice pops that's called, that's called yeah. ice pop you're lucky you can get four because i think you can only buy three cucumbers at the moment oh yes that's true. <laughs> and two and two cartons of eggs oh okay we got a tropical punch lucky. and an ice pop it's up to you two to decide uh, which, one you want. which one do you want what flavor is it tropical punch or oh. ice punch oh can i have tro- uh, 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 tropical yeah you can have a tropical okay. I, don't, I don't really mind either way okay so what i thought we would do it's been a while since we've done one of these oh yeah this is we did Reese's pieces i was explaining that to did. some people yeah, yeah i thought none of us have ever had prime it's Never. clearly some sort of fad i don't know if you're supposed to shake it i'm doing it just to be safe will it mix well with gin i, I let's it's have the first do. sip let's have the first <laughs> sip as it is okay and then we can try that out because i'm just curious to go is this stuff any good because it clearly is like kids are buying these for like 10 pounds a bottle this is that is- how much they are 
No, no. I didn't, I'm not oh. drunk. Jesus Christ. Do you want more so about our Patreon? You can get it. <laughs> Ten pound bottles Did you see of the shock on my face? No, it was two pounds of bottle. Oh, that's okay then. Yeah, so I thought, let's go ahead and do this. So um, everybody's un, unscrewing their, their primes. So uh, here we go. So, to, 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 to Logan it Paul's bank balance. I'm sure it does. Yeah, yeah, let's try this. I still haven't got 100% taste back, but I'll, I'll give it a good go. That tastes like a slushy. This tastes like like a slushy that you've slushy. melted. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It does. I'll say it's, nice. it's nice. Yeah. I'm a guzzler by by nature, so I would go through this so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after a run, it's I mean, nice. this would be lovely. Yeah. From what I understand, Prime has now been um, sold as a contract to the official um, uh, water drink or whatever it is of of the UFC. Which is kind oh, of funny because really? he's doing stuff at the WWE, but he sold this, the, the drink rights to, to, to UFC. So, uh, I mean, as a business venture, they've done incredibly well. Him and KSI basically I, made made it so that there wasn't enough for them. I wonder how if it was a conscious knew. decision to purposely release so little. I think it create was to demand, with, yeah. Somehow make it cool. And the thing that maybe he couldn't have banked on was the fact that it would come across as so cool that like TikTok culture took it over. That's and it became it the status symbol for like preteens. Well, yeah, it's yeah because yeah, it's yeah. some of the biggest YouTubers. The what they their group is called. Oh, who are they? Sidemen. Um, and Logan Paul got, got in with KSI, who is one of the sidemen, but yep. also is massive by his own right, um, and has managed to just corner a market that didn't otherwise exist. Because also, other than it being like a status symbol and a culture thing, schools are struggling to ban these because they're not energy drinks. They haven't actually got caffeine in them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why oh, you would. Okay. I don't agree. I haven't I don't got know, my glasses on. So I don't know why you would ban them, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'll tell you this: this is twenty-five calories. Yeah. Oh, so it's the not, bottle. Uh, oh, the okay. Yeah. Twenty-five calories. That's not too bad, really. Uh, twenty-five is, calories. Sugar is only two yeah. grams. That's it's like, all right, it's, it's yeah. like one uh, five hundred mils. It's like one eighth. So the sugar or the better. calories of a Coke. Best wow. on a Red Bull or Filtered water. Or, or a Lucasade or yeah. coconut water. Well, it's quite refreshing. Yeah, it's quite nice. sweet. So that's that's interesting. That it's it's really calories. sweet. It's I think it's because of the coconut water. Must be the coconut uh, water because I'm sitting here coconut. going, this is right in the cusp of how sweet I'll take a drink. Yeah. 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 I probably would cut the bits. I imagine this would cut quite nicely with, with other beverages. I will. I uh, think it would. Yeah. I'll let yeah. you know in a moment. There we go. So if so 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 if Meg seems a bit everywhere all at once later I, I on, am, we know I am still everywhere. All we at know once. what's what's happened, Meg. You just, I mean, I don't know if you want to share this. I think I shared it last week because you were supposed to join us last. Was, was it last week? Yeah. No, serendipity. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. You were supposed to join us two weeks ago for that. I, I think it was. I'm still in a daze. And you were. You just sent me a picture of a uh, of a test stick with two lines. You're not pregnant. That's not the, 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 no, the no, test stick I'm talking that's about. That's not a thing. No. no, I had COVID and I've I've just been feeling a bit run down. But uh, you see, I, I don't know anybody else now. who's had COVID lately. I know. I'm just special. Mm. You are. Like it. I went to Wembley, um, and I reckon it. that's what's <laughs> happened. <laughs> Is that was that a bunch of people? As, it? As, 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 children, as Georgia, like Liam, and Meg have all shared that prime bottle now. So when you guys all have COVID next week, and I don't, I know what I'm happened. I'm like day nineteen or something now, so I'm not. I'm not. Um, no, this is that's mine. Hang on. I, hang on. I sent you that so you could try it. Okay. Oh no, hang on, hang on. Let's put the microphone down. Hang on. Delicate <laughs> <laughs> operation. Right, so as, as Meg tries to figure that out, let me go through some some feedback we got from Dwayne Smith about the wedding singer. Dwayne Smith. There we are. Um, so it says this is me listening to this episode. It's ABC. No, Hugh and Cry. Wait, no, Thompson Twins. It's the police. Yeah, it's Hall and Oates. So, <laughs> there we go. That's funny. Something from our Aussie friend, David, from Scriptical. Um, 
who goes, regarding boring sports when the game is bad, if by rugby you mean rugby union, then almost every game is boring. If you mean rugby league, then there's maybe one or two a year that are not interesting. Uh, I don't know which one is the Six Nations. Oh, I don't know. Is that rugby union or rugby league? Is that rugby union, I think. Rugby league, isn't it? Uh, why are you asking me? I'm literally the one saying I don't know the difference. <laughs> I'll Google it. I Thank you. I don't know either. I know that you and I were, were out of Weatherspoons yesterday, Liam, and there was one fellow who was way he into was, his rugby there. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. It's always better to be there when England win than to be, you know, sing where England loses. Yeah. Fo- rugby, not as much, but football for sure. But do rugby. Remember, yeah. Do you remember that time where there was a football match on and we were in our local. We were in our local uh, we and went, we were like, we need to get out of we, here. We've got to go. Because it was really cool <laughs> when they were on the run and it, they were winning. Yeah. Then it was like some of the best moments I've ever been been in part of for like a corporate sports viewing activity yeah like when england beats sweden or whatever it was on penalties i filmed it i filmed it and then used it as like a prompt for like one of my classes to, just to describe the feelings in the room yeah, yeah. Just, as, a, as a creative writing prompt um but uh when we were there and england lost in the semis of the world cup or whatever it was that year of the euros uh it was getting people were getting very angry they and were, i was like yeah. i don't know how why you're angry people around you we all want the same thing and you getting angry and like knocking a table over i don't know what that's the answer to <laughs> no. so we were like time to go uh, yeah. I, I i don't i don't do well with that it's rugby union uh, rugby union is okay is so david would agree and say almost every game is boring because i've tried i just don't get it um so he says much much better game happy to enlighten you all on it mm. um oh. <laughs> in so maybe it's the English teacher in me. Enlightens quite the verb. <laughs> is he still talking about rugby here? I think so. So my dad watched lots of rugby, but I've, so I've seen lots of it growing up. I just I, 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 I struggle he, to follow I sports think he, like I that. I think he means rugby league, and he, he puts a reference here to the Australian National Rugby League. I'm sure it's you know I, I know this they make they make they decent make survivor, survivor players. players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh, Carlo got a hold of us. Love Carlo. Hey, says, Carlo. Regarding Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she wrote a book in the, uh, sorry, she wrote a 1980s film, Postcards on the Edge, based on her own book. He thinks it won a BAFTA or was nominated or something. After that, she did mostly scattered TV episodes of various stuff, but has written a, a handful of books. So there oh, we go. I was, yeah. Good. Uh, we floated out the idea of a BFE meetup sometime in 2023. Addie and Davies a list of people willing to come on out. Hey, good lad. It might be a thing. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll the, maybe a micro meetup, and I mean Russell the Posty, who reached out and said, one day I need to drop by and visit Liam at Retro Records and Toys Come for all days. your retro needs. I drive past all the time, but never have time to stop. You let me know what time you're coming. Um, Russell, I'll come hang out. Yeah. I'll come meet I might yeah. do if I'm free. Yep. Yeah. I, I got no issue with that whatsoever. This time I'll make sure I wear a shirt that says, yes, it is me. <laughs> it is me, Ian. I will wear, I will wear my own merch. It I'm was, um, Postcards on the Edge was nominated for Film Award and for Best Actress, Best Screenplay. Um, so and you say it, Film Award? No, it's because it said Film Award. And film like, Award is <laughs> not the most generic yeah. thing. You are up for prestigious <laughs> no, Film Award. That's why it really confused me because this is BAFTA Film Award and I'm like, yeah. That's what the Olympics award. were originally called, Sports Medal. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nominated for Best actress, best screenplay adapted, and best original film score. So the screenplay is what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what she gets She gets the nomination for. Oh, Great. That's not too bad, that prime. So, yeah, it's all right. There we go. I don't know if I'm paying a tenner for it, but I, it, it's really quite refreshing. I went for a run just before uh, you lot came over. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of hitting the spot. Apparently, I saw on the news not so long ago, but there was some young lad. Apparently, you saw on the news. Like, you're not sure if you saw it or not. Well, I did see it. Okay, but... so I saw on the news that apparently... <laughs> <laughs> It's hard work, guys, when you were an English teacher. <laughs> Jeez. You could, you could say I'm in prime form today. <laughs> well, yeah. 
Okay, I saw on the news recently there was a young lad who was selling empty bottles of Prime for more than he bought them. Just so people could have the the bottle? Yeah. Yeah. And he was making a mint. Apparently there's a box set one of the boys was telling me the other day at school. I tell you. That they sent and it had like a t-shirt and bottles of Prime and like a buff, like a thing in it. And that's like... It was like 50 quid to buy it because it actually had some stuff and some bottles in it. But it's going for thousands online because they can't, they're not selling it in America. Like, they have cornered a market. It's quite impressive. I have to do a big, I got to do a big speech to your 11s on uh, Tuesday. I might bring my prime bottle in. Just Just like out of nowhere, just sip from it. Just sort of have it behind my computer and just bring it out and be like, absolutely. The thing you consider is. You'll be so cool. What do, you mean? what do you mean you will? I will continue you will. to be so cool. <laughs> that will raise your coolness level. Now just go, just when we thought there was no the, the, there was no more to go. The sky's the limit. The, sc- <laughs> <laughs> the prime's the limit. <laughs> there we are. Um, so uh, let's do some general shout outs. Jay Salahi, we hope your hand is getting better. Yeah. I'm trying to pinch him for an episode soon. We'll see. We'll see how that happens. It's always great to get a director's insight. A director and, 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 and a writer. Yeah. Even if he spends half the movie apologizing for the director when I'm attacking. <laughs> what you don't understand is I said, no, Jay, it's lazy dialogue. It's just lazy dialogue. I know you're in the industry and you don't want to say this. It's lazy dialogue. <laughs> you can't, but we can. Yeah, exactly. Let us say the things that you can't say, Jay. Um, Lestat and the Summonit Boys. Hey, guys. Hadn't heard from you for a while. You seemed like way more interested. I mean, Megan probably doesn't know who they are, but but Georgia kind of knows who they are, and it was very much. I'm not going to lie. I am eating crisps. You so are eating crisps. That's probably why. I'm two really people sorry. are eating. Hi, if, if, if you hear a lot of me Hi, and Liam, it's because boys. we're the only two not eating right now. <laughs> it's been a busy day. Sci-fi remnant for the love. <laughs> Got some love from a podcast I don't think we've had before. They're terrified and tipsy. Ooh, Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds, sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like drinking and watching horror movies, I imagine. That would sounds be. like <laughs> that's probably the thing. only way there I could go. watch a horror I movie. I love a horror be. movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Oh, these, these two are trying to make up for their lack of talking all in one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's between bites. And it's, 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 it's also terrified in Tipsy's benefits. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate the love. <laughs> Chuck and Ruff for the love. Thanks a lot. Um, Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Hi, uh, Kev. One of the guys from the Cinematic really? Council podcast where I did my. Uh, I think he's going to win. The fantasy uh, box office. I was looking at the rosters again today. His is better than mine. And my man in the loft, only $300 million. Ooh. That's lower than I was expecting it to be at this point. <laughs> now, it was my fifth round pick, but still, I'm like, yeah. ooh, that's, I need that to get to at least four. I really do. Oh. You might do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's early days. It might get some hype. Maze. Yeah. Maybe. The problem with movies is, is they keep releasing new ones. So, you know, it does, <laughs> it does kind of drop the other ones out. Uh, bigger movie pod. Hey, thanks for the love. And I want to talk about Giffy Gate 2023. Giffy Gate. Giffy Gate. <laughs> where I chose myself as the winner of Gift of the you Week did. last week. Deservingly so. <laughs> Mine was great. Did you have any uh, comeback from Well, that? I had some blowback <laughs> on this one. Let's start with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what do you say? witness number one if this is a trial <laughs> Russell the Postie who says yes horror is my main movie interest but I really do watch and enjoy other genres also I think you might have finally broken Hermes with that gif of the week result <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Hermes says I motion to remove judge, jury, and executioner as valid participants in any future hashtag rigged gift game oh I love Hermes He's my brilliant. response was and see if you can pick up, pick up the film reference I'm making here. As the current judge, jury, and executioner, I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request. Oh, oh, means what is no. That's pirates. Yeah, it is pirates. It's Barbosa. Oh. So I use that. So I use my point that I said Barbosa with the gift saying means no. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. 
I'm totally going to wear that to my, to my regular uh, verbiage now. Vernacular. And then that seemed to break him because he sent me, like, from multiple Twitter accounts, all these gifts about how angry he was. <laughs> That's brilliant. Ian Davies gets a hold of it. Generally, a reasonable human being. Yep. I'm out on site today, so I'm having to make a note of the GIF of the week winner. And it was just a little piece of paper where he's written Ian. And then at the bottom, Hermes was right. Hashtag rigged. Rigged. (laughs) Hermes says, I don't know why the rest of us bother anymore. I think that's completely unreasonable, Hermes. (laughs) I don't know why you bother anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Those are refining words. Max is leaving. It's too much. It's too much. (laughs) Everyone else is fair game, though. Uh, And then despite this, oh, Chris Peterson also said the game was rigged. And I'm like, hang on. (laughs) Brilliant. So I will have you know that the, 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 the gif of the week was guitar guitar and we had submissions despite all the blowback about how rigged this game is we still had submissions from hermes ian davies chris <laughs> peterson russell osborne david from scriptical Dwayne smith andy dixon and ryan kukets that's right you all seek my approval dance for me puppets dance <laughs> that's very greg davies in taskmaster <laughs> you right there it was a little you barney stinson's when i was approval. going to seek my approval <laughs> yeah. yeah the bfe seal of approval if you remember those old days arr, arr. that's right um here's my question I'll let you guys decide because I'm being told that I'm power mad. Okay. Is an air guitar a guitar? No. Mm, yes, in yeah. my mind. It's an, it's an imaginative guitar. Hey, guys, I'm driving a car. Is this a car? No, no. it's not. No, but you can still use it in context. In mime. You're yeah, miming mime context. Is, so right, therefore... I'm miming, but I'm not actually driving a car. But did we specify it had to be a physical guitar? Or okay, is it just, we, is hang it, on. So it's diamonds. Do we have to go actual diamonds? It's a noun. No, it could be. It's, could, it's, it's, it's a noun. noun. It does exist. It's huge. I asked guitar because... the theme for I asked because we had... I'm very good at it. Hermes submission was a guitar by John Bender... in the breakfast club yeah yeah yeah, to which point i went is that really a guitar do you know what though i'd let that slide stay with that okay okay to me it would be ian it makes no sound nope okay ian davies the marty mcfly speaker where he blows it up and it flies him backward yeah and my response was isn't the main part of that the speaker yes Mm, just saying yeah just saying Megs approves the Megs approves of Prime and Gin. Uh, I will not. Nice. For, for, for over 18s in this country, check your local laws wherever you are. <laughs> We're by no means suggesting that to Logan Paul's clientele that this is the desired uh, effect of it. Yes. Uh, Chris Peterson, who, a, a scene from The Office. I love me, The Office. And you know what it had in it? Nothing. An actual guitar. Where he and um, where Dwight Schrute and Eddie Bernard are playing Take Me Home Country Road. Well, that is um, a good song, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dwight Schrute's got the guitar. Yeah. Uh, Russell Osborne, who did One Week by Bare Naked Ladies, playing the player. Oh. Yeah. Good song. It's all right. Yeah. yeah to be fair, time. the guitar doesn't feature nearly as much as I think he thinks that it does, doesn't it? No. <laughs> but he's just playing, oh, Ian it's likes it. Ca- Ian Canada, yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Scriptical did Phoebe from Friends. You can't go wrong with oh, little Phoebe. No, that's a good choice. Good choice. Uh, then we had Andy Dixon, a bear with an acoustic guitar. Oh, that, that would be <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then Ryan Kukets did Andy Samberg. I'm on a boat. Is that Andy Samberg? So who said that an air guitar is a real guitar? 
Oh, it's not a real guitar, but the theme, who said the, the air, gift of the week who is said, a theme. Who said an air guitar counts? For, if for it's in your week, mind yeah, and you're imagining yeah. it, then so anything is possible. Georgia and Megan. Right. So then my submission. You, you can't Hang on. <laughs> my submission of Bill and Ted leaning back with the air guitar yeah. that makes actual diegetic sound. Yeah, then that absolutely counts because it's still a guitar. Exactly. And in Thank you mind. for validating <laughs> my entry. It doesn't mean that you should No, no, hang on, hang on. My, you get to choose. It's been validated. I hope you guys are ready because if you thought rules, I was power so drunk the say. first time. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention Dwayne Smith also used Hermes' gif of the John <laughs> Bender. Oh, no. So now that we've it established that out. air guitar is a guitar and that mine was the better version of it and Hermes is gone. The win of this week's GIF of the Week goes to Andy Dixon for a bear with a guitar. <laughs> Fantastic. I am giving myself second place. <laughs> Why not first? Because it's not a guitar. It's not, it's a, not guitar. a guitar. <laughs> it's people pretending. That's yeah, not a guitar. Yeah. Can we just clarify something, though? Yeah. I, was, I was under the impression that the word that Liam gives is just the instigator for GIF of the Week. I'm, it's I'm, the theme of the GIF of the Week, which means if you think, absolutely If fine. you think anything I've just done wasn't anything but an elaborate pantomime, you're crazy. <laughs> it was all I designed to... Hang on, this was all... Which, what's more likely? That I'm really that dedicated to this, or this was all a giant thing to rile up Hermes and the rest of the rank and file? Yeah, that's true. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and yield. I even got in my notes, it says in bold, don't re- hold up on the reveal of the second bender. I got it right there. It's all an elaborate ruse. The fender, Dance for me, puppets. Fender bender. Dance. <laughs> Dance. Bender, no fender. There we are. So uh, why not give us a review, Apple or Spotify? I hear five is a magic number. Five is a magic number. I heard an advert with that line in it. I didn't know did that was you? the thing. I did. I don't know what it was for. I was like, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing we say. <laughs> See, Do I you know that was an actual I, song? I knew we got it from it somewhere, but, I, but, I, but I'd never heard it before. Yeah. It's, it's actually three, isn't it? Three is the magic three number. Three is the magic oh, number. I heard some, but I heard someone say five is the magic oh, number. Oh, really? See, I was stunned. I was riffing off the three I knew, but it was. It, they must have been five riffing off it as well. down now. That's how yeah. They yeah. must have been riffing it. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. Well, inflation, right? So, you know, <laughs> post-Brexit world, I mean, have you seen the price of a Tesco meal deal now? Three pounds, 40 pence? Oh, yeah. There was zero tomatoes in Tesco's yesterday. None. No, How you're are right. the Italian not a restaurants going to I couldn't, I couldn't get eggs again. I went, look. I, I, I wasn't looking. Were I wasn't going to buy some, but I was just going to hit. I just took a look while I was there. No. Huh? Were you going to bake a cake with your eggs? No, I was going to fry <laughs> eggs to go with bacon. <laughs> oh, can we one day, just just for shits and giggles, can we try and get you two to bake cakes without recipes? That'd be hilarious. This is what I thought. This is an image the cr- I need. The great BFE bake-off. I would love this. Yes. Actually, I maybe, always bake maybe in the recipe. summer when I'm off, I'm willing to do like a great it BFE would, bake-off. It would be really funny. Yeah. My, it would be my, my cake would look like. I will use the music. I'll even compose a little three-minute video. I'll put it up on the Patreon. I just oh. don't want to use your oven because your oven's terrifying. Oh, I'm going to win with my oven. <laughs> <laughs> my pizza's okay. It survived. I told you it, it, it burns kind of quite quick on it, yeah. Which is why I wouldn't want to bake the back, cake The it. back is so... Like, the, whatever goes in the back of it is always way more cooked than the front of the oven. It just is what it is, because I guess the heat must be all towards the back. Just got to keep turning it. Just keep turning uh, on, on a bit of a song... Well, not a bit. On, 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 a, on a serious note, can we talk about this for two minutes? And I'm, I don't think you guys know yet. Uh, you, you might, you might not. Uh, our friends over at the Film Effect lost one of their hosts this week, and I mean lost one of their hosts in that Sean, the co-host, oh, um, no. lost lost a health battle, and he, and, he, and he passed away. And from those of us at the BFE, uh, it's nothing but love, support, yeah, uh, thoughts. Uh, they're going to be taking a hiatus, and I don't blame them. Um, no, absolutely. Ed, Ed's been quite open, so I'm just referencing a tweet he's made where he said he was his best friend. And uh, I don't know what 
what it would be like to lose anybody on the pod and then go, all right, let's let's turn it back on. This was my coping mechanism when I lost when I lost my mom. This was my coping mechanism was doing some of the stuff. And I don't know what you do then because it would be like this is what we do, and yet to sit down and do it again that that feels a bit weird. Um, So. To add everybody over uh, at the film effect, you've got our sympathy, our condolences, always, and always. Uh, we look forward to when you do come back. But don't hurry back. Do what do do what you've got to do in your because there is no right answer. If you come back next right. week, I, I think they're doing a tribute episode, and then I don't know what's happening from there. Um, if, you, if you come back the very next week, that's cool. And if you take a while, that's cool too. Yeah, um, yeah. So just just our absolute condolences there. And so it's a little bit hard to pivot. Uh, I'll, I'll let you say what you're going to say though. It's just that, you know, we've we've been doing this now for nigh on three years and I couldn't imagine, I mean, we, we, we have episodes where one of us won't be here, but we know they're going to be that next week and stuff like that. But I couldn't imagine not doing this without you guys. And I just think if we lost someone like that, I don't think I would be able to carry on. I mean, we'd, we'd have a member who stopped doing the pod, but we know they're out there and yes. we know they're, yeah, 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 yeah. they're doing well. And there's still communication that goes on and all that stuff. But just to imagine, yeah, that's just. I'd struggle. And so what I I presented, and I'll I'll share this, I messaged Ed and said, it's not going to feel like it now, far from it, but you're going to have this wonderful time capsule of all these laughs and these jokes and these moments that you'll have forever. That you recorded. That literal voice is there and you can go back and you can listen to it. And it might not be the case now, but I think there will be a time when I hope that brings comfort and joy and all those things. Yeah. Because yeah. I know when I listen to episodes that I'm not on yeah. and I listen to you guys, it's like having you there with me mm-hmm. and I'm just laughing along, you know? So I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to pivot and we're going to pivot because Sean loved doing a film podcast and we love doing a film podcast and we're going to go ahead. We're going to move forward in that, in, in in that elk. But like I said, nothing but love and support for Ed and everybody else at at the film effect from the BFE. Always, always. Um, Let's talk about everything. Oh, there's one thing. Uh, The real round table movie themes. Like we mentioned, go ahead, get your top 10 in there. Hashtag BFE top 10. So we can see it. Lena Oberholzer already has her list in. Wow. So I just started penning my, my, my rough list, but yeah. Um, Definitely, and she's got some deep cuts. I was impressed. I was like, wow. Wow. "Wow, not the not the easy peasy ones you'd expect." Yeah. So I'm. It's stoked to hear someone's actually uh, someone's already got such great detail and gotten it in so early. So let's go ahead and do that. And one last thing: the BFE celebrates its third birthday. You won't be here for it. No, sadly. No. But all that means that. is we have more time for people out there who live in the microphone to send us some little birthday wishes and we'll make sure you get to hear them all oh, you'll, you'll listen to it because you always listen to it when I you're not on it when i'm not on bus when is your birthday oh, march 12th God. yeah so actually that's going to be the, the the episode that's going to be featured on uh yeah on, on, on the on, on on the podbean site so there we go yeah. so go ahead uh get that out to us we're very uh interested in hearing your stuff uh, you can email it easiest way to do it probably best film ever pod at gmail.com that's best film ever pod at gmail.com or if you're part of the patreon just leave us a message in the group chat or otherwise just get a hold of us on twitter at best film ever pod i think our dms are open send us one and uh love to hear from you always love hearing christmas messages and birthday messages oh that's so great isn't it? it is great merry christmas thank you very much <laughs> happy easter <laughs> megs you do crack me up <laughs>
Well, he does like his Christmas messages. I do, I do. He leaves some stockings out for you and put random things in them. There we, hey, there you go. That's I'm, I'm all it's about almost that March. That works. All that stuff works great on audio medium. We can go. Hey, look, it's this. Although we did just test Prime, but also, guess, the, it's the Christmas tree it. is still up. Yeah, and the lights are still oh, on. Lights, lights are still, still on. on. Lights are still on. That is the first Christmas tree I've seen in a while. Yep. <laughs> Let me guess. Two months? <laughs> well, yeah. It is almost March, yeah. This last of March is insane. Yeah. I'm going to run it for as long as those batteries will go. That's fantastic. I'm getting, I'm getting Duracell next year and seeing how long those will go. Are That'd they on cool. 24-7? Yeah. yeah. He's really? not turned them off. I never turn. No, I just turn them on. So last wow. year, Georgia, you said that you had a, a photo memory on something that said that it was still up early Feb. Yeah. But there's no way. I don't think There's no way it was this long. long. No, no, no. Not wow, March. I, I don't remember March. Those batteries. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So it's nuts. Um, why are we doing this? We said this already. This was a big. Sh- uh, this was a choice by BFF the BFE Juline. Um, what we've got next is I'm just trying to move on past that. I saw that <laughs> hanging before it was even there, and I'm like, I'm moving on before anybody goes there. Um, so uh, I asked Felix to record the pitch as per usual. Uh, this is what he came up with. A middle-aged Chinese immigrant is swept up into an insane adventure in which she alone can save existence by exploring other universes and connecting with the lives she could have led. Wow. When did he record that? Oh, when was he by? I had a very busy week earlier, so I have no idea. He just sort of came in. He just came in. Came and recorded it and left. Wow. I never see him anymore. Did you offer him food this time? I turned it down. Like, well, he sort of half turned it down. He sort of half ate it. I don't know. I don't know if he had anything. <laughs> it's hard. It is. I thought he didn't eat anything. He's, he already had a boy, I guess. I don't know. It's a difficult relationship, really, isn't it? It is. It yeah. is. Do you think he's a bit jealous? Do you think he should be on the pod a bit more? Is that, oh, he's would, a producer. Make, producers aren't better? talent. Yeah. Don't tell him that. No, producers are talented. No. <laughs> the talent is people who are you know, on the other side of the glass. I don't think he listens to it anyway. <laughs> Just publish and that's it. Doesn't yeah. listen, right. yeah, probably not. I don't know. It feels like he's always got notes for me. I don't know about you guys. I guess not. Um, Russell Post got hold me and said, "I thought I heard you were doing Ant Man," and I went, "That must, that must, that must have been some alternate universe in which you heard that, where we made a different decision, a than, and, universe. And, 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 and the BFE was doing Ant Man in that one, but uh, in this universe, no, we're doing everything, everywhere, all at once. Written and directed by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart, known collectively as Daniels. I did um, see yeah. They uh, have done several music videos and a film called Swiss Army Man starring uh, Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, which sounds like I need to watch that immediately. I remember when that came out, hearing about it, and apparently it was like it was weird it I doesn't think. it doesn't qual- it quite well, well yeah. based off this i think everything they do must be weird yeah, um, yeah absolutely doesn't qualify but it was something that i'm going Ooh, interested in that uh cinematography by larkin Siepel, who also did swiss army man and music <laughs> by son lux who are an american experimental electronic band <laughs> that makes sense i yep. feel like i could be experimental electronic band yeah, it's just that easy. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like people who, it's, like, it's like people who think abstract painting is just throwing painting going, done. See? I'm not Boom. convinced it's not. But. <laughs> Same. Uh, I have a friend who I grew up with who's actually like a really like in-demand artist. Like she's a successful professional artist. Like visual, like paint on, on canvas. Wow. That's cool. See, I would be the person that accidentally knocks over the um, sausage dog balloon sculpture. That would be me, yeah. Because I remember, and that's art. Because I don't, I don't yeah, get exactly. art. I'm not any good at it. I'm not going to visually represent myself. My handwriting's atrocious. I can't make my hands do anything visually. That that is, um, 
creative that create is creative you know uh which is you know i can play guitar i can use my hands for for, for musical purposes and all sorts of stuff with that i'm a great hand actor (laughs) (laughs) max is also one of the great hand actors i'm a good hand actor (laughs) so but as far as like using them to like do anything go here's a visual representation of where what's yeah not the case and so i remember i showed her art to some other people who was like there was this guy I, i met once in a bar and he was uh he like painted walls for a living, but he was like a struggling artist. Yep. I said, "Yeah, my friend's an artist." Oh yeah, and I showed him this painting because I just don't get it. I don't get it. And he looked at it. And he went, "Your friend is incredibly talented." Now, <laughs> really, can you explain to me why? Because because I just don't see it. Now he's been trained. So he obviously the question is how to do something original. How do you that look, looks brilliant, but doesn't feel derivative of someone else's work? Yeah, I'd be stuck in my own headspace like you would all you? the time. Yeah, yeah. I like art that I'm not very good with um, abstract art. I'll be honest. Um, I remember going into uh, an art gallery and seeing basically a beige gone off white look about a whole canvas. I didn't quite understand what that meant. Okay. And someone said to me, oh, but there's more to it. It's the depth of it. It's the slightly change of the colors. You know, it makes you think a bit more and the confusion. And I was like, but that's not, that's not what I'm getting. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. If I see a painting of um, a race car driver or something, I know it's a race car driver. If I see um, a field with a cow in it, I know it's a field with a cow in it. That's about it. Okay. I just didn't understand what this abstract art is about. It does interest me that obviously you're very good at like poetry analysis and like literature yeah. analysis, but can't do pictures because it's the same thing. It's just visually. But I think it's the same thing. I'm, even, I'm always like, even when I watch movies, though visual movies don't make me go. It's always yeah, yeah. That's what's what the I'm dialogue? Yeah. It's very, very interesting. So uh, let's go back to this movie here, because uh, God knows we'll leave a time for it. Um, <laughs> you will. I want to know at the end how many times you paused. Was this our first? <laughs> this is everybody's first time watching it, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I was in such a daze because I was still feeling a bit poorly, so I've got no idea what's going on. So I'm hoping you will enlighten me. So, uh, some context <laughs> corner, co-directors Daniel Kwan and Shiner began researching the concept of the multiverse as early as 2010, after being exposed to the concept of modal realism in the Ross McElweed documentary, Sherman's March. Kwan described the release of the animated film Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which also deals with the multiversal concept, as, quote, a little upsetting, because we were like, oh, shit, everyone's going to beat us to this thing we've been working on. He then started watching the second season of Rick and Morty, and was really painful. He's like, they're doing all the ideas we thought were original. <laughs> he said it was a really frustrating experience, so I stopped watching Rick and Morty uh, while we were writing this project. I stopped watching Rick and Morty after I watched the first episode and went, this thing sucks. I've never seen it. Yeah, I said it. Come at me. I bet they were really pissed when Multiverse of Madness came out the same time this did then. Well, I mean, the, the, the MCU just going all multiverse heavy. I mean, yeah, 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 but they came out, sim- the, the, that one being like the focus of that came out at a very similar time. As it, was, it was also the focus of Spider-Man Far From Home, the second one in Europe. Because oh, Jake, really? Jake Gyllenhaal's character says he's from a different. That's where they introduced the multiverse. So we've we've been talking about it for a while, but yeah, it must be like, like just the fact that it's going so big. Yeah, yeah. In, in it's also the same in the DC universe, isn't it? Uh, produ- uh, some sort of producers on this film, and this is really interesting. And I think it's worth having a conversation about. Uh, remind me at the end of the context corners. One more thing I want to say. Okay, can you remind me of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in early drafts, of the screenplay, but directors planned for the main character to be a professor and have undiagnosed ADHD. Through research for the project, uh, Daniel Kwan discovered that he had undiagnosed ADHD. 
and then I think I just want to talk about the idea of actually I'm going to talk about that over in the movie that's fine principal photography began in 20 January 2020 and it took 38 days to shoot this Thirty-eight. yeah is that wow. that doesn't sound like many to me that doesn't sound like many especially what, for what, what we the saw. average I mean, it depends. I mean, you want to talk about some of these like big ones, like Lord of the Rings, famous. It took like eighteen months to did all three movies back to back to back. But yeah, that, that's like six months on the trot, though, I guess. Yeah, that doesn't seem like much considering the there's 30, probably a lot. Of I'm trying to remember what to Simon Callow told us they did. They did four in a funeral, and a number not too dissimilar. Oh yeah, and he yeah, said yeah. that was like running around like crazy. So that was twenty odd days, wasn't it? Especially if you think about how many shots are just are just the lead actress in a one shot by herself but in total costume setting change mm. and film it film yeah. it film it film yeah, it yeah 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 so that's a, block that's a very f- like just the amount of time it take her to get changed and have hair and makeup done and lighting and all Do you 35 know, days how hard must that have been to edit this movie oh you yeah. must have gone insane doing they that. must have like had a proper schedule like really good schedule in place that meant that they were filming everything in one costume in like three or four days and then switching but it would not have been linear at all it would have been jumping all over the place which wouldn't have made Probably. the story stuff easy but if not he wouldn't have been able to do it in that short amount of time wow uh, especially quick, apparently, with, with the Kung Fu fight scenes. We'll talk about those in a minute. And uh, it wrapped, actually, early because of the COVID pandemic. Oh, wow. So the first cut of this movie came in at two hours, 50 minutes. So a good 30 minutes longer than the version that, that we watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's do the deep dive. We get a... You 20- one more thing. Oh, yes, one more thing. So thank you for this. Uh, the producers on this film, also two of them, were gentlemen who are very familiar with the MCU, in that it is the Russo brothers. They were, but they was they were spelt differently in the credits. I'm sure it said it said Rusco. I'm sure it did. I don't think it was John and Anthony Rusco. No, I, that's what it made me. And then I was questioning whether maybe all of the names in the credits had additional letters in their names because it was some sort of weird multiverse thing. But I I spotted Joe and Anthony, but I'm sure there was a C in it. I'm just making sure now. I haven't made a mistake saying this. Yeah, no, it's okay. That's why that's why I brought that up because I thought I've spotted it, but I don't know. We can see. We'll find out. He's googling. He's googling. I am googling because everybody's ever had my laptop, but that's what I don't know who these people are. The people that direct a lot of the MCU films recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you guys pick up? There's no way. What are the odds you going to have a Joe and Anthony Rusco? Is that really a likely thing to have? Do you want me to Google? Yeah, if you can look that up for me, because here's the thing: you want to talk about multiverses? Yeah. You don't watch Community. Do you watch Community? No. Georgia watches Community. The Russo brothers directed like yep. every episode of Community yeah. almost, including the one where they throw a dice in the air. That's a brilliant episode. Do you, do you see why I'm linking yeah, it to this yeah, though? Yeah. yeah. So it's the idea of it. It's this idea of chaos theory. So six people, seven people are in a room mm-hmm. and there's a pizza buzz downstairs and they roll a dice and they decide based on the roll of a dice, which one of us should go get the pizza. And they play through what happens if, in this case, Liam gets the pizza. And that takes Liam out of our conversation, and then everything else happens organically. And then we reset, and we do the whole thing now. What if we'd roll a two, and now Megs has to get the pizza? So we watch the same story happen six to seven times, going, everything else is the same. Same pizza guy, right? But what changes based on the the minutia of that small situation? And the, the situation they postulate look at me looking at that word again yeah for a second word. week is okay this is just in a nutshell over the next four minutes what happens but then also theoretically as a result of what happens in those four minutes what happens in the rest of their lives based solely on the idea of what number came up yeah 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 
So, yeah. So it's an interesting idea, especially when you look at like where this film's going to go. It is them. Okay, I'm just good. checking that I'm not wrong now. Is that? I'm sure it had a scene in it. The, um, well, that'd be the second straight well. movie that Georgia thought she'd seen something incorrectly <laughs> and challenged me on, and I went, no, no, I'm right. <laughs> just, just, just checking. I forget what it was last week. I looked something up last week. (laughs) It was something for Wedding Singer. I forget what it was. I can't remember now. And I had to look it up and go, maybe I'm wrong. And then it was like, no, no, it turns out I'm right. (laughs) Sorry, Meg, you were saying? Is that similar to the butterfly effect? Similar in the idea Mm -hmm. that what you do will have consequences. This one then takes, what if you make a decision? And then we look at decisions of, what if we simultaneously consider this plus this? And then you make decisions from there and decisions from there. And you branch out is kind of what you have in this film. All the branches. Um, there's a beautiful shot of a mirror and three happy people in it. And then we shift to a different light palette and we go into the mirror shot. The cinematography circles. in this film was strong. Very good. Yeah. There are lots of circles. What do you think that means? Round, no, it's like a circle of life. Like, it represents circle of life. The, the bagel. It's oh, the bagel. there we go. That's, well, that's like what a, it is the whole way through. Isn't like a wedding ring, for example, is a, a circular band because that's supposed to never represent. Never begin and never ending. Yeah, no, yep. it's, it's continuous, isn't it? Um, a woman is continuously yeah. going over her receipts. A man offers to help somewhat. The woman is Evelyn Kwan Wang, Michelle Yeoh. Pitch yeah. to Liam to go nuts for a minute here. Because you love Michelle Yeoh. I do love Michelle Yeoh. We mentioned this when we did Shang-Chi. You were really excited that Michelle Yeoh was on the screen. Yeah, because um, she was a big martial artist in her day, back in the Jackie Chan days, in the good old era of the time. And uh, yeah, she was one of the very few women that was doing what um, Jackie Chan was doing. Watch me blow your mind. Ready for this? Yeah, go on. The script was written with Jackie Chan in mind. Do you know? Yes. Until they reimagined it as a a female. Now, I I imagine they probably would have put some of both characters together, maybe. Her and her husband, but still. Do you know the weirdest thing about this, though, right? I kept thinking of Jackie Chan in this movie. Only because the guy who plays the husband, he's from Goonies. And well, spoiler my next point, but yeah. Well, that blew Liam, my mind. I'm gonna do this. Liam's in a spoiler mood today because he came in, <laughs> opened my fridge, and went, "Oh, you got Prime!" And I'm like, "Liam, he did spill the this Prime." This is supposed oh, to be a reveal. I'm Georgia sorry. was surprised. Georgia was surprised. I didn't, I didn't run it for Georgia. Anyway, only because I wasn't here. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that blew my mind that this was the kid from the Goonies. But every, oh, the Goonies. Every now and again, I kept forgetting that was the the guy from the Goonies, and kept thinking that was Jackie Chan. Okay. Um, become big Jackie Chan, but it wasn't fan. him who was going to be Jackie Chan. It was her part that was going to oh, be Jackie Chan. Oh, I see, Chan. I see, I see. I like that they had a, a woman in it. Doing that's why we were, that's why we were talking about yeah. Michelle Yeoh when yeah. I brought it up. Oh, okay. I like. I, I'm glad they chose Girl Michelle Yeoh. I think a mother daughter story, unless it was going to be a father son originally. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's really interesting as a mother daughter because I think some of the the conversations that take place, and I mean, I'll, I'll say, it, I think that they feel more female centric. Mm. and therefore it's a conversation i'm interested in sort of getting the ladies perspective on the ladies and i bet <laughs> you guys just ruined all your ladies crib by going <laughs> afterwards i bet Jinx. also that michelle yo did all her own stunts in this as well i don't know this but i would assume so yeah um according to michelle Ye- oh by the way i just realized we haven't done age game i got ethan's not here george are you okay I'll with that yeah uh, according to Michelle Yeoh, who said, if you ask the Daniels and they started in this draft, they focused on, well, we're doing this for Michelle Yeoh, so much so they named the character Michelle. She pushed back on that, going, look, Evelyn deserves her own story to be told. And mm-hmm. I guess the question is, if you call her Michelle, then it's like my story. Like, let's, let's not do this. Yeah. Which actually feels Good really like, it feels really sensible. Like, it feels so stupid today, but just because her name's Michelle. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would you do that? 
Yeah. It's called acting. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she wants to, you know, she's trying to be her best to be a good mother to her daughter, a good daughter to her father, a wife that's trying to keep the family together. Yeah. I wouldn't say she's trying to be a good wife to her husband. Uh, she said, I don't like to integrate me, uh, Michelle Yeoh, into the characters I play because they all deserve their own journey and their own stories to be told. And then we meet Raymond Wang, played by Ki Hu. Kihu Kwan. Anybody know what this guy's from? Um, not got a clue. <laughs> Is he the young lad who was in Goonies? He's not the guy from Goonies. He's the guy from Indiana Jones and the Temple Jones. of Doom. Yes, yeah, same guy. I know. Oh. <laughs> Goodness sake. Uh, I didn't know, so thank short you. Short round. That. He's short round. Yeah. I have, I have an With answer. the ball cap and Dr. Jones, yeah, Dr. Yeah, Jones. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think maybe this is me being slightly dyslexic, but re- have a look at this and read. look what I've done. Uh, oh, so when I've the, read that, the bottom name is Mike LaRocca, and it's you've, got two C's and in you've cha- taken that yeah. and applied it to Joe and Anthony yeah. Russo for no apparent reason. The font isn't helping, it you. doesn't. No, you were very right, and I was very wrong, but I have there is a reason for it. Acknowledge me, <laughs> is what it is. Hashtag Ian is always right. You hear that, Hermes, and all you gift people. Just <laughs> I saying. don't agree with that one. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. You see this guy, and you think Goonies, I see this guy, and I think. Temple of Doom, but I think I saw Temple of Doom first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, because I haven't seen him in anything for so long. Well, he gave up a video of acting. Yeah. So, so that's why I was so shocked to see him. They were inspired to cast him after seeing a meme of politician Andrew Yang being shown as a grown-up version of Short Round, uh, Quan's character from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. They were curious to learn what he'd been up to and learned that he was the right age of Waymond. Coincidentally, Quan decided to return to acting around the same time before he was approached for the role. His former co-star, Jeff Cohen... Yeah, which served is, as his attorney. You know which one Jeff Cohen is? Yeah, he's Chunk. Chunk was his attorney to yeah. draft the deal to come back to this. That's, That's brilliant. Cool. Yeah. Remember that for your end of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Context corner things. You always forget. I do, I do. Evelyn is nervous about her father's party. She's freaking out about noodles and paint, and he wants, and, and, and Wayman wants to talk to her about something. There's a buzz at the door, and she leaves, and we find out that Wayman. It feels like I've got a lisp when I say that. <laughs> Waymond, wa- I think she calls him Way for most of it. Yeah. Waymond wants a divorce. I might call him Way. Uh, there's a beautiful shot of laundry spinning. It's just, there's, there's such beauty in, oh my word, there's such beauty in like normality and the mundane. And I'm wondering if, I'll circle again, but I'm wondering if that's part of it is the idea that, yeah, she's not living this crazy out there super life. Like all the other versions we'll see are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is there value in this life? I like the googly eyes. Googly eyes. What are googly eyes? Also circular. Yeah. Yes. With black holes in the middle. Uh, I, I think I need to put some googly eyes in various places. I do that occasionally at home. We meet uh, Joy Wang, played by Stephanie Sue, who was not the original person chosen for this role. The original person, I've got Anthony and Joe Russo here. I should have trusted myself. The original person was, and we're going back to Shang-Chi again. Aquafina was the original choice to play this role. And oh. I can totally I can see, see it. it. Yeah, I can yeah. totally see it. It's, it's not too dissimilar from what she did in Shang-Chi, is it? No, it's actually, just, just it's bigger. just bigger. Yeah. Uh, she was unable to, to continue with the project in January 2020. Due to scheduling conflicts was replaced with Stephanie Sue, who I haven't seen in anything else before. It did a brilliant job. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. She's there with her partner. Her partner's Becky, played by Tally Mendel. There are so many focus pulls in the first part of this movie. Yeah. I wonder if that's supposed to show, like her singular focus on like the business or on this or on that and missing the big picture i think so yeah 
Um, she's only made enough food for three people and is really quite dismissive of Becky. Mom clearly has an issue of her daughter being homosexual. Yeah, she does. Um, and mixes up her pronouns and says, oh, why is he here? And she goes, oh, you're, no, it's she. And she goes, oh, you know, in China, there's only one pronoun. And was while I'm going, A, interesting idea for China. B, I totally think she's doing the pronoun thing on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, she is. Um, while we're on the topic, though, really interestingly, it, I was listening to the radio the other day when I was driving, and there is an advert on the radio at the moment that is um, something to do with, like, a phone call. Um, and... It like it's like the series not listening properly or whatever it is. It's not Siri. It's not an Apple advert. Um, but it says calling X, and it's a woman on the advert, and it's a woman that answers the phone. And I was like, oh, some casual representation. This is fun. Like it was just so like it was just normalised. It was really nice. Just thought I'd put that yeah. out there. I, I remember the first time I saw. I was walking by a bank in Kings Lynn, and it was just a shot of two men embracing, and and it said, "He said yes." And it was for mortgages and things like that outside of yeah. uh, oh, Lloyd's Bank as the green one with the horse in it. Yep, yep. Yep. And so I took a picture of it and I use it in like lessons about representation. I'm like, this is really unusual. You don't usually see this as normalized as George yeah, was that's referring the, to. Yeah, that's what I was... It, just, it made me stop and go, oh, when I was listening to the radio. So yeah, it was cool. Um, and then... Um, we find out about laundromats being audited. Evelyn lectures her daughter as to why. It's just like, you know, you are lucky to have a mother who will let you date a girl, let alone a white girl. And I was like, it's interesting turning your issue into a you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think these sort of stories work. I think they work in the sense of when you're dealing with other people. If you're looking from like a, my perspective, which is a white perspective, it's the way it is. It seems these stories are always easier to palette when it comes from like other people's cultures. Mm. And you go, I can understand an old Chinese woman having an issue of her daughter being. Their, their, their ways are different. <laughs> you sort of go with one of those as opposed to going. Yeah. If that was a white character, you'd be like, that's a bigot. Yeah, yeah. You're a bigot, lady. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Also, if it was a boy and a boy, if it was a man and his son, we'd have a much, we'd have a much bigger issue with it. Interesting thought. It is an interesting thought. Um, and then, oh, and then she says, "I'm worried it will kill your grandfather," <laughs> which we'll talk about him in a minute. There's a cameo of Jenny Slate. Does anybody you know Jenny Slate, the girl with the dog, and they called her Big Nose. Oh, you you should know this woman. She did look familiar. She's uh, you're you're a big Parks and Rec fan. Yeah, I recognize oh, her. She's um, oh, I like yeah. Parks and Rec. Ra- 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 Jean Ralphio's sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the ones who sing everything. Yeah. yeah. She's like the one who said, Daddy, give me money and all that stuff. Oh. Do you know what? I kept going. Oh, She's where do I know also her? the original voice of Missy on um, Big Mouth. But she's the one who was cast as a black character. And they went, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big no. You probably yep. shouldn't be doing this role. And then she gave up the role. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's her. Um, wow. Good comedic actress. Hate her on Parks and Rec. Hate her. Yeah, me too. But I'm so not in the way that not in the way that I hate like Janice. I'm like, oh, it's Janice. No, just yeah. hate her. I think it's just lazy writing. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that had been bugging me. I do. Okay. Uh, there's a great shot of Evelyn using her foot to gracefully move a step into place. Yeah, that's. And I'm like, oh, that's foreshadowing. That oh. you've obviously got the physical capability yeah, 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 to do yeah, more yeah, than yeah. this. It's so automated, right? Yeah. You're like, okay. Um, and then Way moves, uh, he's moved close upstairs because he thinks they'll be happier there. And so this is Way's, I'm just realizing it now, like this is Way's whole character model, right? His thing is, is, is to bring happiness. 
and what small way can he incorporate to bring happiness into the world, which definitely counteracts both of the women in his life. Googly yep. eyes. <laughs> yeah. Are, that makes me are, happy. Googly are, are eyes we, bring happiness. Are we assuming he's the guy who puts googly eyes up? <gasps> yeah. That's yeah, my maybe. assumption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have done with, with the reveal of it. Oh, I thought it was... I just read it as it An was An explicit him. reveal. Like if he took the, 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 the thing and put it on her hat or something like that or <laughs> something. Like she goes into his, like his bag and it's just like thousands, thousands of googly of eyes. <laughs> Doesn't she tell someone off at some point? She pulls off something from the top and it's got googly eyes yep. on. Yeah. I can't remember who she tells off though. Uh, I think she tells off her husband because she said, I said no more googly eyes like in the, in the, in the laundromat. Uh, and the assumption is that he'd seen this and left them on as opposed to he's probably putting them on oh no I've, i read it as it's him putting them on them, yeah but. me too well, i think he is i just wanted to be explicit oh yeah, yeah so i inferred it i would have liked it to have been made explicit for me because i'm like okay this ties in with who you are mm-hmm. um and so joy keeps asking if becky can come to dinner tonight because tonight's not at the party but evelyn's freaking out about the googly eyes in the background you look at the cctv because they're in front yeah. of the cctv system and something ha- said something spider-verse happens or bray wyatt happens and then wayman starts parkouring all over all the place over in the, the background place. yeah that's very cool that was cool and was indy should have leaned on short round more he could have gotten all he could have gotten the the, the crystal skull for yeah. him and he shouldn't have lost his number no because that guy's way more ca- like forget He's oh what, what's the guy's name from uh forget sheila booth that guy <laughs> that guy sucked just bring short round yeah job he just sat back read his paper it's because he's an actual cannibal. Be, da, just read his papers. He's, da, 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 da. he's just reading. Da, da, da. Spoiler <laughs> on what my one of my themes will be on my list. I can promise you that. Da, 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 da. Uh, what I want to know is, how did you read that being, you saw it happen? Yeah. You see him jump over the machines and whatever. Well, I had no idea at this point what this was. Because I read this in the guy he's talking to at the vending machine. Yeah. Is it a vending machine he's at? Yeah, it, it, it is $20 bill. Yeah. Did he see that? Did he? Or yeah. Did he saw him do all that? Yeah. See, I, I read it as though he that was that quick. He didn't see him do that. Well, we don't know because we're given this. We're not given a vantage because he's point. Very, he's we're, very calm about it when they go out. He is. Now, that's an interesting point. So was it a plot hole? Or if we went back and looked at it, is he clearly looking somewhere else? I don't know because my eyes, of course, were focused on the, uh, on the little Chinese man who I thought was just a wimpy guy doing parkour all over the place, over the place while yeah. i'm also trying to type notes <laughs> on the, if there's ever a movie that was going to break the podcast it was this one yeah oh, absolutely because jeez and i mean break the podcast in the way of it like sometimes we get into arguments i meant in ways i'm like i gotta hit pause again i want to know how many times you hit pause at the end <laughs> <laughs> see the fight scenes are easy because the fight scenes was like their f- second half of this movie the last third yeah it's just thematic. There's not a whole like I'm not. I'm not gonna say every time she jumps to a different universe because oh my god. Yeah. But no. So the, the front half is very plot centric, and the back half is very action centric. And as a result, there was less I had to do. Okay. Um, what do we have here? Uh, back into the laundromat. Evelyn is lost, looking at this. I don't know if it was an Indian musical or a Chinese musical, but some sort of musical on the on, on this TV, and you can see yeah. she's she's missing something. And there's a great use of panning to reveal reactions to Joy's not very funny joke about uh, Grandpa dying. Yeah. That young people humor. Edgy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we Never have a re- done before. we have a reveal shot and we meet Gong Gong, played by James Hong. Is he? Yes. He is, is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought so. He's that guy. He's that guy who's been in every he's he's in Wayne's World. Yeah. He was in Seinfeld, Party of Four. He was also in um Big Trouble in Little China. 
Probably, yeah. It's, 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 the, it's this guy, the bad guy. Yeah, he'd been he's out been of the he'd been out of the business. I, I probably thought he was dead. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, because he was everywhere and then he wasn't. Yeah, so you're and he wasn't a young man then. No, 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 true. So definitely age game, I think, George. Because <laughs> yeah. I need to know how old this guy is. Yeah, maybe maybe he's like you know thirty five. Because he's a lot. He's in a lot of movies in the eighties. Yes, ladies yeah. and early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he was Tia Carrere's father in Wayne's World or Wayne's World Two. One yeah. of them. Yeah, George, were you say something? Uh, yeah, the guy who's complaining spends the entire time trying to shake the vending machine, not looking at... Oh, let's get there we are. Oh, okay, yeah. That so, uh, it's his return to acting, and he wants breakfast. And I guess noodles for breakfast. I'd have noodles for breakfast. Me too. He can barely remember Joy, and Joy tries to speak to him, and her, and her, uh, her Chinese is bad. She uses the word airplane where it shouldn't be. And I've got my notes. There's a manic pay. Like, there's just a speed to this movie, even before we start jumping universes. I've literally written down, how am I going to keep this up for two more hours? Also, there's a lot of Chinese being spoke, but also answering in English. Yep. So is this a conscious decision to confuse? No, I think it's the idea of it in their family, because we see how little English Joy speaks. I think they, 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 they break into a combination of both languages, and I don't think this is that unusual. Oh, okay, because I didn't know whether they were speaking more Chinese to for the, the grandfather. Or- their English needs to be good because they do run a business, and it yeah. seems like she's quite defensive about how good her English is. But I felt it felt like that you understood what he just said in Chinese, but you're also now answering in English. Part of it could also be for I, the I, aid of the viewer. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is it the aid of the viewer, or is it just because they're trying <sighs> to confuse... They're not trying to confuse. That's because, absolutely not the thing. Because for me, trying to read the screen and then hear them answer and stuff like that, I was getting confused in reading a lot of the stuff. Okay, I was. Because there's so much going on. It's definitely not meant to confuse. I mean, this film will do enough of that on its own. Um, <laughs> absolutely. No, if anything, it's meant to help. Now, the question is, is, is it sole purpose in-universe or is it sole purpose audience-focused? I think it's a happy accident, but it does both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, where are we at here? Uh, we've got... Uh, Joy's looking for the Mandarin world for, for for girlfriend, but as she's struggling, Evelyn jumps in and says, oh, this is her very good friend, Becky. Um, <laughs> Joy storms off to leave, and Evelyn chases her, and when she finally catches her, uh, she says you're getting fat. That was tough, wasn't it? I tell you what, I'm in mind this reminds me It's, it's not what I was expecting. No, me either. It, it almost was what I was expecting, but I think that's because I've watched a lot of, sorry. You need to drink a water or something. I've been watching you a lot crime. of, um, oh, what is his name? Uncle Roger. I don't I can't remember the guy who actually is the comedian on YouTube, who is an Asian comedian and the guy that you've been watching as well. Stephen Yu. Yeah. Who does a lot of like Asian centric comedy and this sort of thing is parents. And <laughs> I want to quote it, but are. you really could do it without doing like the accent, but emotional damage. Yeah. Parents yeah. and how harsh they are is featured quite heavily in their oh, comedy. So it didn't, yeah. this didn't surprise me in the slightest. No, and the idea of, uh. I mean, in, in my big fat Greek wedding, I mean, the Greek parents comment on body size mm-hmm. in, you know, Howard Wallowitz and, 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 and the trope of, the, of, of a Jewish mother. That's been done in in media to death. Yeah. Uh, as has, you know, it's just this idea of, you know, um, I guess if you're old world, which not just old school, but old world, mm. one of the main things is marrying and marrying well. And then, you know, very gendered stereotypes yeah. about how you, you go about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so we then go to post-opening 
because then we finally get, get, get the, the, the credits or the title card. Joy is crying, and Evelyn is shrouded in blue, taking her father upstairs, goes back to her receipts. Way asks her, what are you thinking about? And the answer <laughs> on the screen, part one, everything. everything. <laughs> and we go to the IRS. And uh, Joy was supposed to come with them, and they eventually decide that she shouldn't. Um, and then Evelyn lies to her father and says the IRS is a business license application for a second laundromat. Uh, Way sees another Chinese couple, and we have this thing where he watches the the husband and the I think the wife gives her husband like, like, like a kiss on the cheek, and it's an old couple, yeah. and it's old and it's slow motion, so it's glorifying what we're seeing. Mm. So it's really easy to get from step one. What are this character's mom motivations? He just wants his wife to love him. Yeah, she's harsh. She's very harsh. Yeah. Um. And so they go into the elevator, and as they're in the elevator, it's just the the, the, the two of them, and he jumps in again. Because at this point, we don't really know what this is. And so we have this other version of Way, and he just says, turn left and go to your scheduled appointment, or turn right and go to the janitor's closet. They put these things on her ears, don't you? Like, 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 like Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says, her phone says, his phone says alternate life path, whatever that means. And we're going, oh, this is some sort of uh, thing. The elevator opens, and we get from, like, the opening of the elevator is almost like the opening of the birth canal. Yeah. And she's coming into the world. But we get, like, like her life through, like, home movies. Her life. But, like, the, the movies are, like, different film stock yeah. to show, like, the age it would be if you shot it with a camera at that time. Clever. That's cool. And this is where I should go. Look, we did a movie last week. We're clearly doing cinema this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a different level. That we're, that we're playing with. Doesn't mean the ratings are going to necessarily wash out, whatever the case is. But I mean, clearly we're looking at something that's trying to be more than just uh, a box office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, just follow the instruction on the notes. Don't even talk to me about this because I won't remember. Talk to you soon. And then what I'm going to call prime... <laughs> Prime. <laughs> Prime way is back in the room. She turns left rather than right, and she looks at the note she's been given, and it says the note had three instructions. Switch shoes to the wrong feet. Close eyes. Imagine you're in the janitor's closet. Uh, hold that thought and press the green button. P.S. Don't forget to breath. <laughs> Do you think that's intentional? Or do you think they made a mistake? Because this is one of the biggest spelling mistakes I see when I'm marking that drives me insane. Breathe has an E on the oh, end, yeah, folks. Breathe, yeah, I yeah. imagine it's intentional because breath it's and breathe and lose and loose. Yeah. Well, the question is though, he's an immigrant. That's what I mean. Is it? Yes. Well, so, so is it because is he's an, writing in English? Oh, so this is an intentional decision made by the filmmakers. I'd assume so. Because I was there going, his English is really strong, and they got the last word, the last word of the note, and I went, oh, except for this. But it's a bit like we spell blonde over here with an E, don't we? This is not one of those things where it's 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 optional. Oh okay. no no no! Breath is absolutely got. I like to think breath, it's a, a no mistake. E, breathe and no one e. noticed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's no options here. Oh okay. It's just a misspelled oh, word. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a hundred percent a misspelled word. Okay. So um, where are we at here? Oh, I've lost it. Oh, don't forget the breath. Right. And then we meet Deirdre. Deirdre Bobeirdre. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really the name? Wow, Bobeirdre. Played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and she looks terrible in the best way possible. Yeah, what she's meant to be. She looks dreadful. And to think this lady was imperfect. (laughs) Was what? She was in the film Perfect with John Travolta. And is is she the titular perfect? She's like body, like... You know, amazing gym, not gymnast. She's a like a, a like an aerobics instructor or something. And I love how Jamie Lee Curtis, as she gets older, because when she was that scream queen, she tried to break away from that, so she went all sexy, you know, and like in Trading Places, True know, Lies, 
True Lies and yeah. all that. Now, now she's getting older. She's doing more character stuff, yeah. which I think is amazing. She is the Madonna. Fair, she was also in like the last Halloween film, like eighteen months ago or yeah, twelve months ago. But that's that's wound up now. That's done. Sure, it is. You know, sure it is. Well, it's got to be in it. Do you know what I mean? At like, some point, just uh, I, I guess it's just she's just jumping on the bandwagon of all the other films that come out now where all the older people that started it are now re rehashing well, there's them very few yeah there's very few roles for older women in hollywood so i don't i don't besmirch her paycheck Not at all. all and it was nice that she put down her um regulating yogurt long enough in order to uh do this oh, maybe you guys want to look at me like weird looks she's the, <laughs> she's the spokesperson for activia yogurt i don't know if we have activ- uh, activia yeah, yeah, yeah she's always there talking about like the pro probiotic cultures and all that oh. stuff in it so it's it's yogurt that helps you poop <laughs> but the other side of it is jamie Lee curtis has been a a, a real uh, um, trailblazer in the idea of aging naturally and yeah, not absolutely. using excessive makeup or dyeing your hair and just going i'm a woman of this age i should look this age yeah so nothing but credit to her there absolutely love her um and so we then she so you know she's it's not the audit's not going well she's tried to she's tried to collect the deduction for a karaoke machine and she's playing like dumb yeah you know and uh she goes he goes oh my my, my wife she thinks she's a singer she says according to this i'll think you're a novelist and a chef and a this <laughs> and a that and then she switches her shoes and imagines she's in the janitor's closet and the Bluetooth earpiece turns green and we get the dolly zoom, which is brilliant. And then oh, she's great. jettisoned into the janitor's closet and we meet Wei Wang, but not our Wei Wang. And there's a great evil in his universe and she is the only hope. Meanwhile, like she's caught between two universes and Deirdre is bragging about her auditor of the month uh, awards. From the very moment I saw these, I went, that's a dodgy looking trophy. Yeah. It looks like... A butt plug. Literally. This is flashbacks to um, uh, Joe and the Volcano when they're making the, um, what they're making in the factory. Oh. oh the lube. Anal probes. Anal the, probes. The pro- and, yeah. and they had the need of petroleum jelly. And, yeah. and another little link. They had orange soda as well. Oh, and, there was orange soda. Yeah. And a link back to the other thing I've done with you, the Spice World. There was also a pig at one point. Yes. Oh, right. There's a pig. So yeah, that's I was right. in some sort of multiverse of <laughs> your, your film. Somehow you, somehow you encaptured all of your three episodes in one. <laughs> I did. I'm <laughs> soda, pigs, multiverses. But I, I swear I saw this and I went, Yeah. That looks I like. I think you're supposed to. Are you? Yeah. Well, okay. Then I, I 100% bought in because I'm like, that's an awfully inappropriate looking award. It looks like. Well, it's funny as well because they're tax auditors. So it's like an asshole award, isn't it? Like, that's what it is. I guess so. That is, I thought it was quite funny. Uh, she goes, you might see receipts. I see a story. And it does not look good. It does not look good. And uh, she says, there's not fraud. This is gross negligence. And Evelyn tries to say that you're trying to confuse me with all these big words. And I... Th- I don't know if Evelyn's being sincere here. If Evelyn, Evelyn's very quick to blame everybody. Yeah. That's her character. You know, why have you brought me here? This is unsafe. Why have yeah. you done this? And this one, is, it's, it's, your, it's not my fault. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of character trope of that harsh, older uh, Asian woman that we see in various things. And the way they've manifested it here mm-hmm. is, is the blaming of other people. Yep, definitely. Um, and they said, look, we told you, bring your daughter here. So again, that's, that's a character flaw on her part. She yep. was told that and didn't bring it for something to do with, we don't want you around grandpa because you might tell yeah, him. 
Yeah. So she's ripped back to the closet, and he goes, look, I know you got a lot on your mind, but nothing can be more important than this conversation right now about the state of the multiverse, which is almost word for word a quote that was what Deirdre just said. I don't know what's in your mind, but it's more important right now than this thing about your tax liability. Absolutely. It kept making me laugh because I kept reading it as Deirdre because... This is where Ian gives his reading. (laughs) Go ahead, sir. I cut you off. No, sorry. There is no multiverse. Ooh. The whole thing's a, 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 a drastic metaphor. This whole science fiction mumbo jumbo is her thinking about it, it. It's a fantasy way of her thinking about all the ways her lives could have gone and coming to grips with the idea that she's a woman who runs a laundromat with this guy who's not the rich, suave guy. Oh, okay. This is actually my happy place. When I think about all the other places I could be, this is where I choose to be. That's what I think this movie is. Oh, okay. And that's why he mirrors exactly what she just said. Oh, that makes sense. So that's my reading of the film. Because it's some, she's in some sort. It feels like she's in some sort of like depressive episode. This, 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 this is, is like almost. Like this is like it's like like an existential crisis. Yeah, Who yeah, am? Yeah, yeah. She's obviously you know middle aged. Is this it type thing? Midlife crisis in a circle. Even even more of midlife, right? It's like yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm toward I'm getting towards my autumn years. I I think way helps de age her a little bit. I don't know how old she's supposed to be. Mid multi crisis. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm reading this as crisis. You know, she looks at the, I, I could have been this, I could have been this, I could have been this. What if I hadn't married him? And she plays through all the million situations in her brain and finally has to decide, rather than think about the other options available to me, I choose to be here. I choose to stay here. I saw it as that acceptance of accepting and actually realizing that things are well, as bad weird as she realizes. stuff to come up with to, you know. But that's my reading is that there is, there is no multiverse. The whole multiverse thing is just an elaborate metaphor she goes through. Yeah. Now you can go, no, no, it clearly is a science fiction and that's fine. But my reading at the end of the day was, that's what this is. It makes sense, but yeah. why would you, th- I mean, we'll come to it later, I guess, the hot dog well, fingers. It's absurdist. Yeah, it's absurdist, yeah. silly humor, very, isn't it? Very absurd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I've got theories on this too, especially relative to some of these characters, which we'll come to. Oh, okay. But that's my reading. And so I think all is better. It makes sense. Rather than wait to the end and say, here's what I think, and then unpack it for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to put it here. And when we go through, we can talk about Because it, it doesn't mean that what we see going on is an entertaining ride. And nor did I necessarily get here here. But I thought about it. I went, why that? Because there's a film I do called No Country for Old Men, where characters uh, say the same thing as other characters. And I'm yeah. going, why are you linking these two characters together? That's, not, that's a conscious choice. There's lots of words in the universe. Yep. Why did you choose to have both those characters say this exact same thing? And so when this happens, I'm going, why did you choose to have both these characters say this exact same thing? There's got to be a reason for it. Now, what is that reason? Yeah. And if it's just the multiverse is lazy, I don't know. No. I don't know. So that's my reading. Uh, she says, every rejection, every disappointment has led you to this moment. So we create this super version of herself mm-hmm. where her failures make her, you're the dream candidate for this. It feels a little perfect, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Like, I know you feel like your life's been, like, if you're depressed and going, what's my life count up to? And then all of a sudden, I know her, some, a perfect version of your, the man who you think is your husband says, the fact that you suck so much makes you the perfect person in the universe. Surely, if they went to one of our other versions that was a bit stronger, and they could still access the other versions, then wouldn't they have been a stronger candidate? Yeah, like, so, like, 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 rather than why don't you teach the person who knows kung fu to come here and learn like the couple of things that you might know how to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, have you heard like the, everyone's familiar with like the, the, the Harry Potter fan theory, right? 
Nope. Which one? The one where he's never he never goes to Hogwarts and this is all his oh, brain's way cupboard, yeah, oh, yeah. of okay. dealing with the fact that he's locked underneath the stairs and he it creates this world dream. where like your parents were the most magical wizards ever and you oh look you're the you're the, you're the head boy and all the you know and then Voldemort's going and Harry Potter and all that stuff right? <laughs> you can say that about absolutely anything though. Can't you can, you? but Surely this is like this is this gone to, to the anything. extreme though because someone's literally going to you. Hey, I know your life sucks, but you're really special. And the fact that you're so bad, that's what makes you special. Does she have more of an incentive as she has the bad life to actually succeed in this, though, as opposed to, like, the Kung Fu champion? Isn't this whole thing about changing your perspective and just being being an aid to someone else? Isn't that what the whole movie's about? Honestly, I was confused by it. Oh, unpack it more. <laughs> uh, Deirdre, in the Prime Universe, his costume is this vile orange and lemon yellow with gaudy wood jewelry. It's perfect. Like, she's so unappealing. She gives him until 6 p.m. to bring anything else in. Uh, Way then finds the document with the notes from his other version of himself, but it's on the back of the divorce proceedings. How that, why he brought it with him, I don't know. Um, Evelyn then punches. Oh, so he by Ben's order picks him up on the floor, and then uh, Evelyn punches out Deirdre, which seems <laughs> strange. It does seem strange. Other way shows up. Security's been called. He tells Evelyn to get down. He pulls out a, ch- a chapstick and he eats it, chews it up. And then he uses what they would call a fanny pack, what we would call a bum bag. Now, yep. this is very Jackie Chan-esque. Yep. Jackie Chan, this sort of thing he would do. Ready for this? Go on. They shot the scene in a day. Wow. Like, this is insane. That is. The amount of artistry this requires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is Jackie Chan because it's a little bit funny. Yeah. Yeah. And he uses everything around him. Yep. That's what Jackie Chan does. And he takes out the security crew, and then what I thought was brilliant was he reaches into the aquarium, grabs some stones, puts the stones, so it gives a, it's almost like doing like a sock full of quarters, isn't it? I did this one moment after this, I just go, ooh, because he somehow gets hold of his, he sticks up his nose or something and brings him to the floor, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, and I was like, ooh. Meanwhile, we see there's a dark universe where they're being all held off to the side, and then uh, Deirdre seems like she's the herald of this great evil. Um, I wrote down the name eventually that we get to. It was really hard to figure out what they were saying, uh, what the name of the great evil was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it takes a hold of Evelyn's head, and we see a dozen other universes where Evelyn is. The great evil then is revealed in because we see the, the this person. They've jumped into a different universe, and then it pans over, and it's Becky going... Hey, you all right? <laughs> and we reveal that the great evil's joy. Now, first off, can we just talk about the great choice of name for this character? Yeah, joy. joy. Yeah. And then I'm so glad we had the conversation about nihilism a couple of weeks ago. Okay, cool. Because this is what joy is. Joy, joy is a nihilist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's infinite possibilities and infinite worlds, then nothing matters. If there's nothing matters, then why are we here? And if we don't know why we're here, we should just end it. Do you know what I love also? Her outfits. They're all like fun. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Her outfits are very... Um, Enjoying the conversation that, on nihilism and then... Yeah, I like it, was just, it was an abrupt shift. <laughs> sorry, sorry. They were very like, anime-esque, weren't they, almost? Like, but they were like unassuming. Harajuku girl in certain mm. situations. They were kind of unassuming outfits rather than... You know what this film reminded me a lot about? And this is part of it. Um, you ever see Scott Pilgrim? No. Oh, yes. Very Scott Pilgrim-y in the, the way that... girlfriend. It, yeah, all these... Um, and, the... Ooh, multiple girlfriends. Multiple. Remember. You have to fight like the seven <laughs> evil exes or something like that. Yeah, that's it. But everybody was like hyper stylized mm-hmm. in a way that represented like his battle. And every every fight was like a metaphor for him learning how to deal with the fact that, you know, people have been with other people before in the past. Oh, okay. So the idea of using 
combat as a metaphor for this sort of stuff felt very Scott Pilgrimy to me. Mm, I'll have to go and watch it. Oh, it's good fun. Yeah. I know one of our BFFs, the BFEs, floated it as a possible option. I went, oh, okay. I went. It's a uh, doesn't qualify, but it's your first one. No, if your second one, it's totally doable. So watch this oh. space. Um, and so we go back to the. So now we go to the Alpha verse, and Alpha Way describes how this all works to Evelyn. And he's like, try and blend in. She goes, what do you mean? And they go out to the corner. He's like, oh, no, I'm so scared. What's going on? Ah!" That was brilliant. (laughs) Because if you think about it, this guy has to play like. like, He does so many different characters. Like like Michelle Yeoh plays just like her version. Different versions of her, yeah. She doesn't play different versions of herself. She plays prime. She plays prime version of herself captured in the different universes. So she looks confused as she looks around and has to adjust, but it's still prime Evelyn. Oh, okay. Whereas yeah, yeah. he's playing prime um, way. He's playing alpha way. He plays a different version of himself. Oh, he plays rich guy way. Yeah. And they're all very different. He's good. He is good. Um, where are we at here? Um, an omniversal villain has killed Evelyn a thousand ways in a thousand worlds. All of them murdered. Waven says everything is losing its essence. The coffee doesn't taste as good. I'm like, this is just aging, dude. That's all this is. How do we get it back? Uh, an alternate Deirdre beats the crap out of Alpha Way. Um, we also meet these people in a, in a truck behind the scenes, which are kind of their version of the Matrix, and here's how we figured it all out. And they kind of yada yada. There's some science that you discovered. Cool. Cool. <laughs> It's like the Matrix. You said about Matrix, right? Yeah. Okay, great. How do you guys first make the link in? How do you set up all the like, yeah. telephone system? How'd that happen? Yeah, good point. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Neil, red pill, blue pill. How about the pill where you explain how the first guy figured this out? That was the yellow pill. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> they explain how to jump, and you have to do something silly. Everything is... Which was a fun way to kind of way out work there. through this. How you was gross. Knew, how they figured this out. Like, how much trial and error do you have to get for some of this stuff? Yeah. It felt to me very similar to the Loki timeline thing where, like, doing something odd, like, branches off a new timeline and if it gets to, like, it creates its own little thing. It felt very much like you had to do something that wasn't normal for it to trigger a response. That's that them triggering a different timeline's creation, but this is like the fare you have to pay. Yeah, it's, it's almost like an, it's almost like, like like the IP address you gotta punch in the jump to that location. But you have but to yeah, it felt like it had to be way. it had to be weird yeah. so that it wasn't so that it almost like it set I, off a sensor I mean, type thing. Let's call it. It's just it's How just How did you define it, weird or odd though? It's like, it's well it, it's just them <laughs> writing a bunch of ways for adults to look stupid throughout this movie. Yeah pretty much but also but they always hurt themselves. It had to be like something that people weren't expecting you to do and those sorts of things so the one that's written down right at the beginning was just swap the shoes on your feet that didn't feel like that was (laughs) i think for us that has to be our entry point too to go that's not that weird yeah that was and i was a bit but also because it's written down surely then that's not because if it said like instinctual and weird it's because you've been told to do it if it said like staple a piece of paper to your head she never would have done it no no, of course but like because it's because it's written down does that not negate the whole People aren't expecting you to do it thing because you've been told to do it. No, because these are exact. These aren't, it's not like do something weird. It was, you have to do this exact weird thing. He says there's three or four, later on he goes, you can do this or you can have a nap or, but these are specific things. It's not just do crazy things. Although at some points later in the film, she starts figuring out for herself and it's like, all right. It's not just crazy weird things. You have to hurt yourself. Because there are specific. No, you don't hurt yourself. Change your shoes and hurt yourself. Eating the chapter doesn't hurt yourself. Eating the chapter doesn't hurt yourself. She had to profess her love. 
No, for him, mm. eating the chapstick was the thing that triggered his ability to find that out. Several he, of them he explicitly were says it. himself, but it wasn't. It was some of them did that twice. Well, you don't do the same thing twice. If you go into the same universe. Each, universe Each thing like gets you like, page, a, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay, like a unique five-digit like password. Watching it, you had to do more insane stuff to get to wherever you were going. No, it's just each one had its unique key. And it happened to get more and, and the more behaviors are of a key. Because of the, how the films were So if I take my Huel capsule and I dump it on my head, that gets me to Ely. But if I... Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Okay. I just felt like, for me, the, the more extreme hurt and pain you go through was you trying to get to a stronger you. No, it's... it's the villains tended... Although, really just Deirdre. She, hers always seemed to be pain-centric. Yeah, but him with the... Slicing oh, that's fingers, true. Yeah, you know? that's interesting. Yeah, I guess absurd. Because, it, but it's was played for laughs, though, isn't it? You know, how often do you get a do get a paper cut in the film? I couldn't watch that yeah. because I was like, no. anyway, we must move on so we, we can must, get to to Julian. Confused by it. <laughs> um, so where are we at here? Uh, oh, they explain how to jump. She seems to profess her love for Deirdre. And mean it. <laughs> and it wasn't sincere, so she's back in the van talking to her husband about their divorce. And there's a great way which they move between these scenes. And they did it a few times in the movie, but it was great, because he sits there and he goes, think about it, unless it's an emergency, you always get pulled away. Just as Deirdre pulls her out of the van and yeah. back into the Alphaverse or some other dark universe. Um, so is ready to come and it's Jamie Curtis doing this like crazy badass like jumping kung fu punch it's funny and she professes her love Evelyn authentically and then uh, we see her a different path she could have taken where she turns down away and all of a sudden starts training in kung fu and then it uses actual footage of her from real red carpet she's been on if you yeah. look carefully yep. one of them has the crazy rich asians backdrop from the I, premiere I, of that I film noticed there was a lot of them yeah so why not use like archival footage of exactly. her as a as a celebrity while whilst you can cool. but you can see the difference that. you can just see the difference in the film do you know what i mean oh it was super glossy yeah super you, super you, glossy you see, see it different yeah. yeah um and so she tells uh so she as a result now she knows kung fu um she doesn't need to tell us like 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 Kane reeves does in the matrix <laughs> uh she tells way that she should have listened to her she should have listened to her father all those years ago and not married him Woo! and then she just pulled away and she goes back and says let me talk to my husband i wish i could have told him how good my life could have been mm. i'm like this is harsh yeah yeah as someone who's had to sit there and listen to someone tell them i thought he was serving the the divorce papers on her he is. So why is she now thinking? There's a difference between I want to divorce you now and her going, I wish I hadn't lived my last 30 years the way we have. Okay. Why didn't I? Because why is he leaving her? Because she's not kind to him. Yeah, she's not. This is like the most unkind thing ever. Yeah. So um, we find out there's a rule you can't stay in the other universe. You can't just decide to stay there or you die. Um. Joy experiences every choice at once, uh, except no one's told Evelyn yet, but the villain is Joy. <laughs> so it's just sort of explained. Uh, back to the Kung Fu universe. Um, Evelyn sees Way at the top of the stairs. He's successful. And then she's got handcuffs on. I don't know if that's supposed to represent she's handcuffed by her fame or because it's literal is also the idea. Yeah. But I think it's also this idea she's handcuffed by the choices she's made. You can't go have this. You can't have it all. You can't have this life. And have price. the romance with Way. That's not how this works. Yeah. So, uh, Joy walks in. 
Oh, she gets she sorry she gets uh, taken back to the prime timeline. She's been cuffed by the IRS. Joy walks in and she's wearing an Elvis jumpsuit. <laughs> and this is where we start to see her power. Like she's like messing with reality itself. It's like she's got the reality stone. She turns one of the security guards or cops into confetti, and then the back of her head becomes the front of her head. Yeah, and she instantly up all three cops. She's shot, and you think she's bleeding, and then it turns into an organic ketchup commercial. And she turns a truncheon into a pair of dildos and uses them to bludgeon a guy to death. That's weird. <laughs> so random. Yep. I bet he fell a right dick. Uh, <laughs> why did she have dildos though? Like, what? What was it? Just the absurdity, yeah. or do you that's think? it? Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. Name the ways you don't want to die. It's probably on the list. No, <laughs> um, Dead as a dildo. And so Evelyn, despite <laughs> is, that a, is that a term? Dead as a dildo. Dildo. Okay. dildo. All right. Um, that was funny. Evelyn still hung up. Despite all the stuff she's learned, she's still hung up on the fact that Joy's gay, and she's like, even knowing what you know now, this is your big hang up. Uh, she tries to jump, but unsuccessfully, not about Kung Fu, but to a place where people have hot dogs for hands. I might have That's placed weird. this scene further away from the dildo scene. Yeah. A little bit. Because yeah. the first thought wasn't hot dogs for right. hands. No, same. Yeah. Um, and so we go back to 10 million BC. We find out this is the result of a, of an ape with more hot dog-like fingers beating <laughs> killing an ape with proper opposable thumbs yeah. and hands, and that's what causes this evolutionary step. Uh, Joy offers to help her open up her mind, and we go back to this white mausoleum. We saw everything, and we get the idea of the everything bagel. Love this. When you put everything on a bagel, it becomes the truth. Nothing matters. If nothing matters, and all the pain and guilt you feel from making nothing from your life goes away, sucked into a bagel. This sounds way more like it's a metaphor for Evelyn's life than it does for Joy's. Yeah, it does. Mundanity of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's yeah, yeah, yeah. a bagel. Yeah, it's just a bit, it's just a bit, yeah, everything goes like in there. circular. And she's about to, uh, Evelyn's about to be dis- destroyed, but she's saved by Gong Gong, but not our Gong Gong, Alpha Gong Gong. <laughs> he had a very, like, Charles Xavier vibe about him. He did have a very Charles yes. Xavier. This is where we find out she's been chosen because she's the worst version of who she is. As a result, you're capable of everything or anything. I'm like, I really uh, don't find this. Only ways up. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah. baby. Uh, Joe Butabaki. I think that's the name, is in the alpha verse, and so Gong Gong and Wei take off because they're not going to sacrifice. Um, Gong Gong says, "I'm not going to sacrifice myself to deal with this version of her." Uh, Evelyn taps Joy to a chair, and she tries to explain how this is all. What she's experiencing is like that movie Rakanui or Rakakuni. <laughs> Rakakuni. Yeah, and she's mixing up. We think ratatouille yeah where you know it's a chef and they pull yeah. on the hair and off you go and so this is a little all oh, mum stupid and doesn't know pop culture or at least so we think uh alpha gong comes back and gives her a blade to kill joy and i'm like oh <sighs> moral tough. quandary yeah <sighs> i because she's not evil joy at the moment is she She's not Joe Bertabaki No, at the but moment. she She's just joy, will but be. But she has the capacity yeah. to be because they're the same person. Yeah. Tough. Um, so she cuts Joy free instead with this blade. She, she just walked by, and it's a really interesting thing. Where Where is it going to fall? She chooses to, I guess, love her daughter. And then Alpha Gong pulls a gun, and Evelyn uh, jumps in front. And then she jumps several times by doing some gross things. 
and then ends up as a maid in the same building and it's you find out the back office has got like a sex dungeon in it but it's somewhere you can hide safely but meanwhile while that's taking place he's like called in i think think at this point here uh yeah he's called in a bunch of alpha people to jump into this universe to try and kill everybody and so as a result you see like he's going to a room and one guy's like photocopying his butt and some woman singing Ava Maria and you're just like okay these are obviously all the triggers for what they're trying to learn yeah which I don't understand because you jump but you can't stay but it seems like these people could jump and stay for a while you can stay for a while yeah yeah can't stay forever but then they're able to so while they've got the headsets on right but while they're in while they're in the so how do they get the headsets? Does the headset travel with you? Yeah, but it comes from the prime, from the alpha universe. Right. So they have so, to come from there. So once they get to the prime universe, though, mm. they're jumping. But when they're jumping, they're staying, their bodies are staying in the prime timeline yeah, whilst they're somewhere the else. Go with them. Like, I know it's really hard to do a movie like this yeah, and plan it out yeah. so it makes sense. But it was something where I was like, I'm not sure I fully get it. Um, My brain's about to explode. She finds a world in which she's yeah. blind and performs as, as a singer. That will help her, therefore, when she has to fight in limited vision, vision, and she can increase her lung capacity. Yeah, da, yeah, da, yeah. Da, da, da. She takes them all out and goes to leave, and then Jenny Slate's there using her doggy as a weapon. <laughs> she's an she's an alpha. Yeah, she's an alpha, but she's now with a dog. Yeah. The dogs kind of like it's kind of like going, oh my dog, dog, don't have my dog, and then all of a sudden she's like using Drop the dog, kicking the dog, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she jumps into a Benny Hanna chef, and there's a cameo by. I'm like, who is this other chef? I'm like, who is this? And he is from Crazy Rich Asians, but that, that's not how I knew him because I haven't seen Crazy Rich Asians. Neither. I know him from Glee. Not seeing that either. No, you, you ever watched Glee? Max? I did. Yeah. There was a. I think there was an Asian guy. I think his name was Mike. He was a dancer. Oh, was the dancer guy. Was that's that him? him. That's him with the with the raccoon. Yeah. Yes. He, ah. He's excellent in this. Ah. He is good. They should okay. have let him do I more on Glee. I, didn't I that thought there was going to be cool. more. But there wasn't. No. Um, and so um, she then fights this other guy. They take out their Bluetooths and they go back to fighting. So the Bluetooth break and they start like slapping each other. I like, <laughs> pretend they still don't know how to do So I'm confused because surely the Kung Fu knowledge is in your brain. Not in your headphones. Not in your headset. So yeah, once yeah. you know how to do Kung Fu. But you forget it. How? Because it's only in your brain because you've because you've dialed it in from someone else. You're kind of using that person's brain in that other place to be able to do that with your body. Right, but at no point are they going, I forget any of the places I've gone to. No. No, they just don't have the, the skill anymore because they kind of have to connect. Is that different? That Isn't person. skill just, just a series of memories? Maybe they were just no, thinking about it's the active, too much. It's active doing something. Like you can Sorry. you can learn how to do One something. One of your mics is getting rattled when you move it around, and I'm hearing a lot of would you, would you, would you, would you. Is that one? It's that one. Would you? I don't know if there's a way to fix it if it's just not. Uh, it's just would you, would you, would you. Oh, I can hear the would you, would you, would you. <laughs> yeah, it may just be. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Maybe not just see taping or something. Oh. Technical mm. technical problem? That's better. Yeah. There you go. It's actually what's You literally took it out and put it back in again. <laughs> that's not true. No, you just twisted it. I know. Yep. I, was, I, was making a, <laughs> I was making a joke. I was just. I was just going, everybody out there? <laughs> Real time. I mean, Felix isn't here. I'm trying to do everything at once, all right? Give me a break. If Felix was here, he'd have been able to fix it. He would have. Felix will fix it. <laughs> Some kid told me this week, you remind me of Wreck-It Ralph, sir. And I was like, I am so on board with that. That is totally cool. I like Wreck-It Ralph. I love Wreck-It Ralph. That is a 
That is a movie I didn't think I'd like, but I loved it from I start to finish. Weep. I should watch it. Weep. Yeah, it's good. It's good. good. We have done on talking the Mickey, but yeah, I weep at that one. Um, where are we at now? We've got uh, oh, Benny Hanna chef. She blew up fighting poorly. His new jumping pad. The guy she's fighting requires him to land his butt on a trophy. So it's the <laughs> final version of what we saw earlier. It's funny. And then some other guy comes out of nowhere, and he's already pixelated from the minute he hits the screen. So you're like, okay, he's going to be successful, and he is. And I've gotten my notes. I'm starting to check out. I think I'm a little bit done on the whole. Okay, I get it. You're still fighting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. Where's the story going? Because this feels like it's padding. Because I just go on for a while. And whenever we do kung, whenever we do fight scenes in movies, and especially this type of movie, where there's a lot of kung fu, I'm going. I get you, and it's beautiful and the artistry. And I said the same thing with Shang Chi, but mm-hmm. there comes a part where I'm going. But where's the story going? This feels like it's just padding. Uh, and yeah, we got some laughs in there, which is similar to when we talked about Free Guy back in the day. Yeah. Okay, there's a laugh here. It was paying off a lot of things it had set up earlier, um, which I think helps the audience to kind of get on board more with, with the rest of the story, because I think you have to have moments that pay off other things we've seen early on, because it helps you kind of forgive um, Evelyn, because you see her do things at the beginning, and she kind of redeems herself throughout and i think it kind of just lines up with that we see things that happen early be brought back and resolved and that helps with the whole i don't know i've seen a butt plug something i saw earlier and needed no, resolved no. it's, it's a joke it's, it's a joke that, that one's a joke but i think the other characters all come in and you get to see how different because all of the people we see in the alpha version you've seen beforehand as well so it's nice just to see them like I've said, I've said it's very spot pilgrim to me at this point yes it's absurdly funny but what's the point it doesn't have to be a point right well, she either doesn't have to. So no. this is why we do this yeah. thing. So well, I, he, I, I absolutely acknowledge he, your reading of that. He felt the point. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what the point was. It sticks in your mind. It's, it's, it's made God the trophy. Um, yeah. Now she's in a cinema watching herself in these fight scenes. And I'm like, wait, what? Because it's different if it's like you're learning these things, but now she's watching a film version of herself on a screen. This felt like it went somewhere totally different. Yeah. Because that would be like a multi... That's a, oh. Like, how are they getting the film of this version or is she doing or is she doing a kung fu movie that's of what she, actually happened yeah, here that's no that is it, b- backwards again she knows how to do because she's tapping into she's, the memory from the lady sat in the cinema she's a kung she fu knows expert. how to do these things because she's already shot a film where they already did the things where a guy jumped and landed on a butt plug yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right why not I can think of several reasons. <laughs> it doesn't strike me as something that would take place in. It's a very beautiful theater. It doesn't seem like the kind of place that's doing butt plug humor. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then we have the power of the pinky. I mean, that's all right. Uh, Alpha Way finds her, but he's being killed by Jobu Tabaki. She transports. Uh, so he's trying to, and they're about to have this kiss. This version of her and Alpha Way. Is that cheating? Yeah. That's not the man she married. Clearly. No. Yep. No, it is, but it is though. But it's not. But it is. It's very. It's, it's a, if this ever became a reality, like multiverse jumping, the laws of like marriage would have to change massively this is, because of stuff like this. They'd have to clarify: Does it count? If honey, I thought it was you. It, well, literally, well, like how it kind of was. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's multiversary cheating. There we Multiversal are. cheating. Think of a talk shows. It's like Jeremy you know, Kyle going, <laughs> "Help! I, 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 I'm in love with my husband's variant." <laughs> it's like the age-old question if, if, if you met a clone of yourself would you fuck it is this an age-old question yes is it 
the age has the age has got to be like 1992 because that's when Dolly was cloned in it. Internet question. It's a very internet. I've never heard of this. I would not. So who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, only really counts for the the bi and the homosexuals, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> Probably. <yeah. laughs> Let's um, be honest. Yeah, that's not something I thought about. Like, that's how into like, yourself you are. Like, I'm an egomaniac, but no, I'm okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go, that guy thinks he's, he thinks he's you so You know what, good. right? If I met myself, I'd go, I don't like you. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I would too. <laughs> I wouldn't like myself. Um, where are we at here? Um, so, so she's in all the worlds and she fractures and dies, we think. Mm. And there's a slow reverse zoom and we see the end. And they're back in the Hong Kong universe, the Hong Kong, back in the, in the in the movie universe where she's a film star, produced by Evelyn Kwan, starring Evelyn Kwan. I'm like, this is very meta all of a sudden. And she wakes up in the movie world reality, but then there's also, she's in, this, she's in all the every world at the same time. There's a raccoon sighting. And the raccoon, when he actually talks, is voiced by Randy Newman. Is it? Randy Newman, of course, was the guy. has done the music for several Pixar films. You got a friend in me. So it's a kind of a neat Pixar. Yeah, we're, we're ripping off Ratatouille. Do you know so it would have been they, funny? I imagine they must have had at least permission to use the name then, because they, they do mention Ratatouille, and obviously that's a, that is a very much likeness of the Ratatouille film. I think it's interesting because, Does I don't know. Count it's, as parody it's parody still? Because they go, because it's like parody, it's you? like the so, Simpsons yeah, episode yeah. where they have like the. Did you say Mary Poppins? We did most certainly did not say Mary Poppins. We said Sherry Bobbins. Yeah, and it's that thing where we're going. Okay, we're explicitly saying it's not that; it's this, but it's this, but it's yeah. clearly a parody but of a thing we just to, said. Like, mention the name of it yep. in yeah. No, that's when fine. I was watching it, I thought of Bradley Cooper doing um, Rocket. I think there's an interesting timeline with that as well. But yeah, yeah, you can put that in there as well. And then um, we go into a more alpha adjacent timeline, and now we're part two everywhere. We're now at the night of the party. Joy and Evelyn having a face off, and Joy tells Evelyn to. Uh, I think it's, yeah, Joy tells Evelyn to punch her in the face. <laughs> and she does. And there's a thousand possibilities of what could occur, but Evelyn still hasn't dropped off the paperwork. Joy doesn't want to fight Evelyn, so what's it about? We go back to the bagel, and we go back to the very good friend comment. And this is clearly the key moment in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evelyn says, she's gonna, I'm going to save Joy by being everywhere, just like she is. Um, they unveil the bagel and we're back at the party and Joy says to her, I wasn't looking for you to, you to kill you. I was looking for someone who could feel what I feel. And then we get another montage, but this is all nihilist, nothing matters like stuff. So the IRS seizes the business and we're focused on Evelyn not caring. She signs the divorce paper. She outs Rakakuni. She grabs a baseball out with googly eyes and smashes up the laundromat and a thousand Evelyns flash before our eyes. And then she falls and turns into a rock. And this is quite funny. I love the rock. Oh, this is my, I, I really like this bit. The yeah. rocks. I wanted to be one of those rocks. It turns out that l- life yeah. is yeah. One, of the, one of the universes where life just didn't work out. Yeah. Something, it rained on the wrong day. It looked very tranquil. But how can they hear each other? Subtitles. Because they're both. Oh, power, <laughs> yeah. power of subtitles. She's, she's in the movie theater watching it. <laughs> Life is I'm small. I'm surprised Dwayne The Rock Johnson went in this thing. <laughs> Significant. <laughs> well, welcome to The Rock. Um, Gentlemen. Evelyn tells Joy to watch her language, which is quite funny if you consider again the yeah. Nazi speaking. Joy was hoping Evelyn wouldn't see something she didn't, and you don't. And then they look at the bagel, they go back to the that world, and decide to Thelma and Louise this thing. Absolutely. Let's just walk into the bagel together. Just keep driving, Thelma! <laughs> um, she gets ripped from the nothingness by something way is done, and it turns out he, they've been given another week. And Joyce doesn't change anything. This is nothing special. 
And so she has to, Evelyn has to find out what's occurred. And he has a speech about being good. He says, it's not naive. People look at me and they think I'm naive. They see kindness and they think I'm naive. This is how I've learned to be successful in this world. This is how I fight. Um, and then we sort of zoom. This is part in this world with the with the thing, but it's also this is also her speaking to a rich version of way. And he goes, another life, I would have really liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. Aww. And he walks away, and it's weird. The successful version where she's happiest. He said, "I'd have been at my happiest doing this." Yeah, Evelyn. It's simple like things, isn't it? Evelyn hugs way. And Joy says she's still going to go walk into the bagel, and we get what I think is the end game of the movie. Evelyn asks Deirdre, because she finds her outside, and goes, well, what did he say? And he said, he, basically, he told me he was going to divorce you. And so I realize what happened, and you know, I, I know what my life was like. She says, it's unlovable bitches out there that make the world go round. And we flash from another universe where Deirdre and Evelyn are romantic partners. Yep. It's and the hot dog, the hot dog, hot dog, dog fingers. Fingers, yeah. Yeah. Play something for me. And... uh and it's interesting because even when we see Evelyn play the piano with her feet, sorry, not Evelyn, we see uh, Deirdre play the piano with her feet, the tensure bandage that was on her wrist is, on her is now on her ankle. Yeah. yeah. Clever. Yeah. And it's like the start of that song that we hear in like Ocean's Eleven, that sort of piano suite. You'd you know it if you heard it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so well done. And it's interesting that it seems like it's her greatest enemy because her daughter can't be her greatest enemy. So it's the face of her greatest enemy. In one of these worlds becomes... The person you spend your life with, the person who brings you joy, the person who makes you happy. With sausage joy. fingers. <laughs> Even with <laughs> and But also it's interesting that she's happy and very much in love in a universe yeah. where she's homosexual. And I, it's a, yeah. yeah. And that's a, something that she fears massively in... And she also fears Deirdre and what de- power Deirdre has. And yeah. so I think it's something about... I think there's something here about the people who are your enemies. You can't be... You can't look at them as one-dimensional capacity because they're people too. Mm-hmm. And this is the version we see to someone, to her... Like to someone else, Deirdre is this important person who can change your life and can be that person who brings you you happiness. I'm trying not to say joy. <laughs> well done. Um, as as you go through, and I think it's just another interesting kind of way of looking at each other and going because the, the the whole last part of this movie is just about making other people's lives better. Yeah, yeah. and stop being so inward nihilism. If you're looking inward, nihilism sucks. Mm-hmm. If you look outward, nihilism so, can be very productive. Nihilism can be very productive. Okay, yeah. great. If that matters, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't cost me anything to make anybody else's life happier. Because hey, if it's all going to be nothing, outward mm-hmm. nihilism is how everyone should strive to be, but people aren't because everyone is selfish to a certain degree. I don't think everybody's selfish. I hope not. No, yeah, to, to a certain degree, I think there are. <laughs> you will always choose yourself over someone else in certain well, see, situations. You can't use the word always and then certain. You <laughs> always choose it in certain situations. No, so there was. Everyone has a point. It's there like are circumstances. Like everyone's got. There a are price. circumstances there where is, people. There are circumstances where, where people will, will, will choose for themselves. There should be situations where they won't, and clearly yeah. have not throughout history. Yeah, no, but each person probably has that point. That's what I mean. No one is entirely selfless. Candy. Mother Can- Teresa. Candy. Who's Candy? Candy. Who's Gan- Gandhi. 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 <laughs> candy. I was like. Candy. It sounds like a stripper. <laughs> I'm sure she's very selfish. Do you say Gandhi? Yeah, we said Gandhi. Do you? I'll say Gandhi. Oh, okay. <laughs> All these years, have I been saying it wrong? Then? Is that? No, did, I think did you think she's quite? Did you think the Robbie Williams Gandhi. song was 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 about him? No, he's with a G. <laughs> hey, oh, there we go. He's just a little too fast and a little too slow. Hurricane in the back of the throat. You think you're talking to Gandhi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, that was Robbie Williams, not Robin Williams this time. Yeah, yes. I'm going to see Robbie Williams this year. Huh? Oh, yeah, uh, Setford. No, Sandringham. Oh, Sandringham. Yeah, one, yeah. one of those forests. <laughs> one of those forests. As a result of going to the places. university, you use your feet. Evelyn uses her feet to ward off the steel bar, but Deirdre's going to hit her with in this other universe. Uh, Evelyn then takes the bullet for Deirdre in the IRS Alpha universe. Mm. There's googly eyes everywhere, and she looks at Wei and says, I'm learning to fight like you. And she gives everybody their hearts or backsides desires. Because one guy, it seems like she's just, I'm going to jump into your universe, and I'm going to spank you with the rods that you want to be spanked with. Yeah. That was weird. Very weird. Yeah. It's playoff from earlier, though, and it? it's all good. It, oh yeah, it's not a, I'm, uh, okay. if, that's what, if that's if that is what it's makes the absurdest happy. thing. It felt very James Gunn. Here's something we're going. Oh, remember that dirty bit? We're going back here. That's that's fine, but they had me in an emotional place, and it felt like they went to a cheap, laughy place. And I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm really with you where you are on this emotional journey. That felt cheap. Now you can say not unearned because it was, mm-hmm. but to me, I'm like, you had me somewhere emotionally. It comes back to the emotional, though. It's about to bun- jump back to it, isn't it? Is, is is that too much? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think well, you well, kind of, for, for you, no. I think my yeah, implication yeah. is the same for me, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's no used to these little anything. absurd moments, so it kind of just, it's the pattern, isn't it? That Does, it, it, them in. it? Is there a law of diminishing returns, though, where you're just like, okay, it's this? Yeah. No, I, th- I, th- I liked that this then paid it off. I enjoyed this one. Sure. Kind of half expecting it. Um, I mean, there's so, a big bagel they've got to jump into, so, you know. <laughs> and so, Evelyn... Yeah rides chad's head <laughs> not in the way that sounds like and then goes to rescue the raccoon but it fails he can't do it she stands up to her father because he let her go back in the day and she finally introduced which i don't blame her father for if she chooses no. to leave that's your choice that's i respect that yeah <sighs> i think it's how easy because it was but he's he basically says if you go with her, say, then yeah. you are no child of yeah. mine and then well, obviously he got used to it because he comes yeah, back over comes back, yeah, yeah exactly she finally introduces Becky, but kind of steps on Joy's moment to have that. Like, her, she thought her correct version was me saying it. No, you just let Joy say it. You tell her what the word is and let her make that introduction. Mm. Um, they fight with some cool kung fu poses because Joy wants to fight, but Evelyn's finishes with, like, a, a hug sort of pose. Brilliant. She then rescues Joy from the bagel. Uh, then Joy asks Evelyn, let me go. And she does until she doesn't. <laughs> That's about f- six minutes of film. But yeah, she's like, let me go. Okay, I'll let you go. No, I'll change your mind. I'm not letting you go anymore. And she has this Greek speech where she goes, yes, you are getting fat. I'm like, oh, so we're not changing that part of the, uh, the thing. I mean, it's honest, I suppose. But she, go, yeah. be, but. she goes, yes, you are gaining weight. But no, she goes, you are getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> I will always want to be here with you. You could be anything, anywhere. Why not go some? This is something that Joy says to her. Uh, no, sorry. She's uh, Evelyn says to Joy, I always want to be here with you. Joy responds, you could be anything, anywhere. Why not go somewhere where your daughter is more than just this? Here all we get are a few specks of time where any of this makes any sense. And she's quite happy with that. And then we flash, and there's a bunch of stuff working out. Like, so she lets, makes Chad ride her head. <laughs> and they go run after the raccoon. It's successful. Uh, they hug, and that seems to be the end of the movie. We get part three all at once. They're the IRS. Uh, Evelyn tells Becky she needs to grow her hair, which seems to be the sign that she's seen her as a mother would see a daughter, because I now feel like I can comment on your appearance. Yeah. Uh, she gives Way a very sweet kiss before he leaves to go to the loo, which is really nice. 
It's lovely. Yeah. And it also felt real. Like it was like this nice kiss without being like a movie, like I'm going to suck your face off kind of kiss. Yeah. It was, uh, it was church tongue. Church tongue. There you go. <laughs> uh, maybe she went to a different universe and found out what was yeah. the appropriate measure of yeah, tongue yeah, to for give. IRS. Yeah. IRS tongue. tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we go back to Deirdre and things are better, but not all the way better. But she's looking around and her family's there and we hear the sort of cacophony of the music and that's the end of our movie wow that was the best i could do and there was a whole lot of jumping around in the last few bits where the key decision was what do you do with joy do you let her do you let her ruin herself and get caught in what seems to be a stream of depression yeah which i I don't know what the becky factor is with this because kind of got lost it seems like joy doesn't really give a rip about becky who seems to be really important enough to add to the family that's yeah. the conversation we're talking about yeah. she's only important to this part this timeline joy uh, right but i the, like to think that's that's why she is able to bring her back in to being able to not live everywhere she's all right with being in this universe because she's got now got mum who's more loving and accepting and dad who isn't fighting with mum and she's also got becky should have mentioned that at one point grandpa is left after uh, joy storms off grandpa's left alone with becky oh, and so he kind of says the word for girlfriend a couple times yeah. and then it's clear he's okay with it yeah, yeah. he's all right he says the word a couple times and then kind of goes yeah all right yeah and yeah. she pushes him around and it's really yeah. sweet so this thing, this fear, and I think she was living obviously from her life where her father was so judgmental about her um, but people change. romantic situation. Yeah, you got to give people the chance Time to let change. you down. Yeah. You can't just, you can't pre-let them down. So yeah. <laughs> you done well to write that down, dude. Oh, jeez. Bless you. Like, bless you, bless you, bless you. I was trying to follow that movie and I was all over the place. Oh, yeah? I was like, what the hell's going on now? Why is that like that? Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh, that's great. Oh, look at that. What's going on? Shit. <laughs> you know, my, my mind was like... This is like watching a movie with Liam, that sort of, like, <laughs> just small bursts of energy there. Just so many different things going on through my head. I was like, jeez, what's this all about? Yeah, confused. Dot com. Like, I mean, it's interesting. It obviously, it got nominated in the... For the Golden Globes, it was nominated on the Best Comedy Musical side of it because it splits it for the golden globes doesn't oh, it? it's okay. drama or comedy musical um interesting i mean obviously obviously there's comedic moments in it but it tells actually a pretty significant story mm-hmm. i think i was almost crying at the end it got me which is oh really yeah didn't get me didn't get me well maybe that's me. is it because it's a mother daughter and not a father son hey okay uh, is it no and that's uh, just what i did did it have more of an impact i will take your point on board but i cried my eyes out at steel magnolias yeah. you know what i mean and Same. i didn't so yeah no, but no. that was that, that was a film though about women talking to women and the relationships yeah, between women yeah, yeah. no i think i think in this situation i think it's a question you can ask yeah, that, I, yeah. I, that's all it was i was returning the thing insane i acknowledge your right to ask that question but no i i think it there's a hundred other factors that take into place with it, the type of film it is the genre of film it is i think i was just trying to process everything all right and liam 
Yeah. I don't know the last time I can say this, but we are officially outnumbered. We are. Three to two now. We are. The role of women on the pod is 60% compared to our (laughs) 40%. So maybe at some point we'll get to say how the minority, the man's opinion, is on this one. (laughs) I like it. No, we we, we, we very much enjoy the fact. And we've we've had a lot of fun even with Megs in recent weeks where we've had, again, two women, two men, or two women, one man, whatever the situation is. But it's always good. And I think for this film, especially a female perspective, is um, definitely worth uh, postulating. Absolutely. Uh, and George was just bringing up the fact about our different reactions to it. And maybe if part of that is because of the male-female dynamic. I don't know. But before we get into that, how have you been? How are you doing? You all right? Oh, me? I've been, I've been good. I've been noticeably absent from the interwebs. And, uh, you know, lo- locate... I, I don't feel bad about it, <laughs> but I have missed my podcasting friends. I have missed all my podcasting peeps and all the people I've interacted with over Twitter. Um, so, you know, but it's okay. I come on when I can. I interact when I can. <laughs> you know? It's good to have you back. Sometimes it's good to have a cleanse. I got that. It is. But man, I went looking for you and it was like, there was no, tr- I went, because <laughs> you got so many things going on. So I'm like, well, I'll check her on, on this account. No, oh, this guy, no. I'll go to her YouTube channel. No. And I'm like, she's just falling off the face of the earth. What's occurring? So glad to hear that you had a nice refresh though. That's for sure. Oh, um, I actually started another business. That's what yeah. Oh, you, well. you mentioned See, that you were very busy. Yeah, I um I started my Zumba business, so you know once a week I'm in the Zumba studio, um, and then on the inter in on the internet I finally figured out how to live stream my Zumba classes, so I have Zumba from your Ruma on a wow. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so you can do it from the comfort of your own home. What is Zumba? And, uh, I'll let you go ahead and do a picture. What is Zumba? Zumba Zumba is we call it exercise in disguise. It's dancing, it's like dance fitness where we go through and we pick a list of songs, you go through a routine, you do it with me, and we just have a good time. It's basically life's a party and you're dancing in it. And oops, did I lose all this weight? Yes I did. Oh, uh oh, didn't know that. Zumba is very cool. I imagine you doing Zumba. You can imagine me doing it. (laughs) This is the full this is the full step of Julian from wine o'clock to then. All right. We drank a lot of wine. <laughs> yep, yep, we we, we got to figure out how to take this wine off. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't be surprised if you see uh, it goes down in the PM back to the roots appearing here shortly. No spoilers, but well, don't be shocked. It's what, it's what, what we, call, we call tease here in the podcast game, folks. Yeah. Back to its roots. <laughs> Giddy up. How things yeah. in how things in Southern Cal? They all right? They warm? They might be much warmer oh, than they are here. Lord Jesus. No, they, they've been, it's been rainy, and I'm, I'm over it. I was promised sunny and funny, <laughs> and this rain is neither sunny nor funny, and I'm just not. <laughs> and then, you know, you can tell when people are from here because they'll be like, we needed this. Nobody needs this. <laughs> Nobody. I'm going to give you a temperature, and I want to see if it's any different. I went for a run yesterday. No, two days ago. It was five degrees Celsius, which is 41 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, this was during daylight hours. Mm-hmm. 41 Fahrenheit. What's it like over there right now in the daytime? 50. 
Oh, okay, so not too much. Not too much. About about three more degrees on the Celsius scale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel super lied to, and this rain has not been (laughs) kind to my hair. I just I'm about to to hide my hair in a bun or do something because it's just I'm so glad this is a podcast and not like a because my hair is just. I, anytime I go anywhere, I'm getting brain done, and then my hair is just like coofing out. It's not my hair does the same. I, me and the rain do not get along. When I have hair, <laughs> I just, you, you can't really cut it off. Yeah, it looks incredibly fluffy today. Yeah, no, yeah. Mine, mine is to be had fair. luscious blonde locks when I first met you. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I will go back to that. Um, I've been dancing for four hours, so my hair's got sweat hair. So there's that. I, yeah, you I, do Zimba Georgia? I have done Zimba in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it. It's, a, it's, it's fun. It is a it's lot fun. of fun. <laughs> I've never done Zumba. Ergo, my, my, my question. I saw some women from work would go and do it, but I was always a little bit too intimidated to go, what is that? Um, but my, I, I can't contribute to the, the, the hair, the big hair conversation on days where it's whatever. My hair gets very large. Especially when I had long hair, especially my hair was very large. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. after a while, it stopped growing in length. It just sort of grew in fullness. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't until we were doing a show when someone straightened my hair, but I saw how long my hair had gotten, and I was like, wow. Because I've never had straight hair in my life. It's just always, uh, yeah. Curly whirly. Curly whirly. Especially when, it's, when, it, when it grows out. Yeah. So. I don't know if I'll ever do that again. I think now that it's gone gray, I'm not sure if I'd say. Uh, I wish my hair did what your hair does when it's long, because you your curls are like corkscrews. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. Until they corkscrew into my ears. That's why I cut it actually in the end. Was it kept getting ear infections because it kept irritating my hair drum when I really? slept. Yeah. Wow. So I would have had to get, maybe I should have got like a like, like a hair tie or something. Tie like it that. up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I was kind of over it, but that point it had been a couple of years. Yeah. Bunches, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do what? Bunches. Little bunches. What does bunches just, mean? Just by your ear. They're like pigtails. Like like baby pigtails spots. by your ear. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Get> some pigtails. <laughs> Jeez. Um yeah, so uh, Julian, what made you pick? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Because that's what she because, can do. <laughs> because, well, because at, at first, when I first saw the ads for it, I was like, yeah, no, just no. <laughs> but but um, when, like, no spoilers, but I started researching the Oscar nominations for a certain possibly back to its roots it goes down <laughs> to the pm and i realized it was nominated for for oscars like it was it was nominated so i was like let me check this out and you know i wasn't disappointed it really kind of spoke to me um on the level that uh you know i was married previously and you know, you do kind of get stuck into a routine and when people don't try you start to imagine all the what ifs. You know what I mean? What if I made yeah. a different choice? What if I did this? What if I did that? And I mentioned on Twitter that some, like a lot of older married people say, you will reach a point in your marriage where you wonder if you if you had made a different decision as a married couple or like individually, like what your life would be like. And this movie is basically like all the what ifs. It, like there's some goofiness to it, but it's like all the what ifs, and there it is, and and I just thought that was so cool that all the what ifs you imagine 
and here it is in a movie. Although I I take issue with the bagel. I take issue <laughs> with the bagel. <laughs> I'll come back to that. I remember working at Tim Hortons once, um, and this uh, very rarely did I get to work counter because I was apparently too dang charming on a microphone, if you can believe it. They went, no, nope. <laughs> Ian's always on the drive-thru. He's always talking to the customers. I'm like, great. So I'm being penalized for being good at my job. Yeah. Cool. One of the rare times I had to work the front counter, which almost never happens, is a much slower pace if you go up there. And this old guy and his wife were whatever, and she was just mean she was a mean woman she was mean to her husband and she was mean to you behind the counter she was just mean and i'm doing the bit where i'm you know just kind of ignoring it and giving everybody what, what they want and then she went away and i said hey we'll get the rest of your stuff and we'll give it to your husband yeah it'll be fine and he looked at me and he said don't get married <laughs> and i was like this is a guy this is a guy who's like like he's like retired like he's like he's like yeah. 70 yeah, yeah yeah and i'm like all right sir <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, imagine getting to that point and being like, I've made a mistake, and then the regret that brings. And so, uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, I hear what's uh, what, what you're saying there. Um, I'll show you. Uh, you mentioned how you saw the tr- the ads for this. I'm just wondering. Like, I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't know anything. It, it, didn't, it didn't make a dent here. I only knew of it because really? I'd heard it was up for Oscars. Yeah, well, well, once, yeah, once you word of mouth, yes, but there wasn't. I don't remember a trailer of any no. capacity. No, has it been t- all at the cinema or was it just on Amazon Prime in the UK? Yeah, I imagine it was released in the big cities where they got many screens. But I haven't have seen it. Yeah, you'll have a look. Okay, so it's interesting. Uh, did it get heavy play where, where, where you were as far as like trailers no. and stuff like that? No, not really. I was always looking for stuff to. To watch, I was always looking for stuff to watch, so I actually actively sought the trailers out, and then there it was. I saw it; it was in a Netflix or a Prime trailer, and I was like, "You know, I'm gonna keep scrolling <laughs> and see what else is out there." Um, yeah, because I mean, all I heard was a steady stream of really positive feedback from people, and anyone I talked to had seen it. Was like, "You gotta see this," and I was like, oh, "Okay." And it was weird because the title would suggest a bigger kind of movie. It never really clicked to me that it was going to be anything. I just saw, oh, like, Michelle Yeoh. I like Michelle Yeoh. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It must be this, this nice movie about old women. <laughs> Which I thought was. <laughs> That's what I thought I was getting yeah. into. <laughs> and then, I, and then I, I was just pre-populating the sheet. And I always try to keep, when, 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 when I, I don't know the movie, I try to stay away from, from the, the trivia bit. But I do. I, I I did look at the blurb when Felix sent it over to me, and uh, and when he rec- when it was the bit about uh you know um about sh- shifting in time, I was like wait what? or shifting in space. I was like what <laughs> this okay, and so then I was a little bit prepared for. So if I went in blind like some people did, I don't know how I would react to that. Weird. It was shown in 217 cinemas across the UK, which basically turns out to be all of the views and all of the Odeons and all of the like big chain cinemas, but none of the more so 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 if, so if, if you're a film with if you're a cinema with eight plus screens, it got shown probably yeah. yeah okay, which isn't that normal here. We don't we don't really do cinemas on that level in the in the. I imagine it was only Norwich and Cambridge closest to us. It might yep. it might have been in the Thetford maybe one, maybe but, Peterborough yeah yeah so. Not so much. Um, 
<laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis was great in this, and I will never look at hot dogs the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, we, we felt the hot dog scene was maybe a little bit too close after the dildo scene, where at first maybe yeah. you weren't thinking yeah. they were hot dog fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I wasn't going to say it, but since you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> It's what we do, isn't it? <laughs> it's interesting that the sausage fingers were also in the lesbian relationship scene, especially yep. near the the dildos <laughs> the dildo as well. Scene, yeah, yeah. but it seemed like that, it seemed like there was like there was like mustard and ketchup that came out of the fingers. Yeah, yeah. that was and that, that itself was like a sexual act. I think. Yeah, that was what confi- that was that out of all the things in this film, that was the one that go nah too far. How about because, the bit like, where they're like, they're like, hang on, like hang on. sausages? That's yeah. fine, but if they actually are. Hot dog sausages and have mustard. Yeah, no, that's too far. More so than the one when they're just two pinatas. Yeah, no, I can get behind that. Or the one where they're like drawings. Or rocks. Yeah, well, the rocks, I'm okay with that. A rock I'm okay with because a rock exists in its own merit. A drawing has to be drawn by someone. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was a bit too, oh, it felt very Marvel. That was my bit with that. And I'll get, maybe it's the order of things. Like I saw Multiverse of Madness. I'm trying to think of what year I came out. Was that 2022? Last year, yeah. They came out very, very close to each other. Did they really? Yeah. That's, I said that right at the beginning. Well, I said, you said how they must be upset when that came out. Because it came out very close together. All right. Um, but I'm, th- those are the kind of things where I'm like, um, and that feels a bit too, I don't know. I guess, I guess what I'm referring to is the, 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 the tonal shifts in this film. Um, Julian, they kind of threw me off a bit where you'd be going to this really sentimental place. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like towards the end when she realizes the, you know, true happiness is helping other people. And then in the, in the midst of that, she like takes some guy back into the sex dungeon and dresses up like a maid from him. Like, you kind of, like, I get your message, but you kind of just like openly prostituting yourself for this. Uh huh. <laughs> Which isn't that, is that cheating? That might be cheating. That's cheating, isn't it? He's getting some sort of a gratification out of it. That's cheating. That's, yeah, maybe that's more cheating than kissing a different version of your husband. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, maybe. What's your call on that? When, 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 when she goes to kiss Alpha, Alpha Way just before he dies and they're about to kiss, is that cheating? Cheating. Yeah, okay. I agree. Because it's not her husband. Yeah. It's, it's not, not, it's not her version husband. of it. It's not, it's, not, it's not the man she said she was going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The physical embodiment of him. No, it's not. No. Not the same person. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once came out April 8th. Multiverse of Madness came out May 6th. Very, very close together. Well, if anything, you just said that this came out first. Yeah, it did. Yeah, so there we go. But, yeah. like, then to have this, to have the kind of any sort of. Right, I'm just. They only got a month before that came out, and that was already being I know it doesn't feel like it for some reason, but I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I keep first saying things you're coming back and I'm like no, I'm with you that's what I thought <laughs> so yeah I get that it's, it's just interesting how of course because of my version of my personal timeline of watching these films they feel like you know multiverse was so much sooner but obviously it's not because it um, came out so they're second. filming at the same time but yeah yeah it's not like, okay. you, it's not like you share can and I, tell people what you did no. can I ask you guys do you think that this was an Oscar worthy movie though <laughs> Oh, wow. Big question. It was an okay movie. Was it Oscar worthy? What else was nominated that year? It's this year. I don't think it is. I don't know what's on the nominations. I'm going to look. It seems quite unique for an Oscar. Top Gun Maverick. Elvis. 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 The one you saw, The Fablemans. Oh, that was good. Uh, This, 
um, it's I'd, nice to see something different getting some noms though because it's not something you would envision as a, an Oscar film. I think this is a good film to slap the Oscar nominated patch but, on. But you wouldn't expect Top Gun Maverick to be nominated either. No, if you listen Elvis, to the, let really. me let me do a little plug here. If you listen to the most recent Cinematic Council podcast, you'll hear me kind of trumpeting, going, "Could that win? I feel should it that win? I don't know. Now, I haven't watched all the films, so you, I, I really you really Elvis can't say is really good. You really can't. Say, I would vote for it over Elvis. Um, <laughs> because no, because I think why it's the whole basis behind our podcast. Though, can, can can a popcorn movie not be the best film ever? Yeah. And can therefore, can Top Gun Maverick not be the best picture of the year? If it does what an action movie is supposed to do, better than any other, if it takes you on a journey that no other film does, should we be that hung up on, no, I'm not saying it qualifies, but we should at least be open to it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's the aftermath of, of, of a Dark Knight debate, because the Dark oh, Knight yeah. was never nominated, and it should have been. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. yeah. Nah. So, should this be an Oscar <laughs> winner? Uh, of the three I've seen, it feels the most Oscar-y. I don't feel that. I think all of the the cinematography, the story, the writing, everything that goes into yeah. this, and then the overarching message of this goodness and wholesomeness and how to adjust your way of thinking to make your life and everyone else's right. lives better. That's good. That's good. But the message is, is respectfully, the message is irrelevant. Well, no, I don't think it's entirely. And is it a good oh, no. film? No, no. Your, your your message can be, I like. I like prime energy drink. Okay, if that's, if that's the message of your movie, but you do it in a way that's fantastically told, that message is okay. Yeah, I know, but I think it helps. That's why I said this one feels the most of the ones we talked about. This one feels Oscar adjacent because it's about... Okay, okay, we're doing this thing. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that thing is... It depends on the Oscar category, I feel. I mean, if... The Oscar category is best message in a movie, then I guess. Exactly. Thank you, Julie. Uh, my, my, my because it's best picture, we have to consider all of the things. Best made film. That, 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 that's what it means. Best made film. Oh, I don't think so. Okay, yeah, well, this is brilliantly made, then absolutely. What, what do you mean by made? What has been nominated for, though? Because I'm not talking technical. This is also acting. This is also, it's it's everything into one. What yeah. was the best movie that came out this year? All of the technical technical stuff. What was the best movie that came out this year? That's everything, including creative. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think this is absolutely up there, then. Creative not meaning most creative. <laughs> no, it is. But <laughs> so, this, this, no, why are you... No, I'm no. agreeing with you. Yeah, this time I don't think you are. <laughs> I think you think you are, but you're not. <laughs> So, well, go ahead, Julie. Who's she, who's uh, who's she up? Who's this movie? Which movies are, is this one up against? Uh, For, it's now, I know it, there's Elvis, like Top the Gun. Fablemans, uh, uh, Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick, Women Talking, uh, The Banshees of In oh, Inisherin, Triangle of Sadness, Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah. Avatar, Way of Water, and Tar. I. Uh, the big ones I'm hearing are Banshees of Zippa Zippa, which is Martin McDonough again. It is. And the other one is um, the one that won all the BAFTAs was All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. And that's okay, on Netflix. I've not seen any of those. But for like, so in terms of like cinematography, you can't discount Way of Water. I mean, what whatever the story of the movie was, you Liam cannot saw. discount the visual effects. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's gonna be. The, I did see it. Is it gonna be the, the the prettiest film of the year? Yeah, probably. <sighs> Let's not forget, yeah. Avatar didn't win. Didn't win its first time around. I think it's just here to pad the field out. Yeah. I thought I thought Top Gun Maverick was brilliant. 
I just really thought that brought a if, whole new... If we woke up, because the, the Oscars are on way too late for us to watch it, Julian. We got to find out about the slap and stuff. I remember waking up and seeing about the slap on my phone and went, what happened last night? Yeah. But if we wake up the day after the Oscars and it says Top Gun Maverick wins best picture, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because now all of a sudden the Oscars are going open. Everything's accessible because the yeah. writing and action movies, like we went and saw Top Gun the first one yep. again in the cinema not long ago. And you look at the writing and, and, and performances in that versus the writing and performances in the new in one. The new one. So different, different level. Different level. So different. Yeah. And action movies are not just action movies anymore. And you don't need to watch the first to understand the second. No. In the first one, just turning into a thing about Top Gun Maverick, but the first one, <laughs> I just I was like, okay, stop talking. Get back in the air. Yeah. That was the cool stuff. This time I'm like, part of me's going, get out of the air, go back on the ground. I'm so invested in the story. Absolutely. So Yeah. yeah. It's good. And honestly, I think I think it makes a difference that Tom Cruise was like a, a lot younger actor in the first one. So, like, I think we get to see him grow in Maverick. We get to see his acting growth in Maverick versus like, OK, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying really. Hard. I like when they're because- like, hey, hey, old man, you can't play the beach volleyball scene in this movie. Sit there and watch <laughs> us play football. Watch us. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he's grown like as an actor i feel like he like he's grown honestly in the first top gun when i watched i was like get it you're you're cocky your character is cocky he was a good job yeah yeah Yeah, like he was a movie star not an actor at that point he turns into one rain man yeah yeah last samurai i never saw that oh it's good yeah it's good yeah oh i saw that one i like that one uh, by Top Gun Maverick, I feel like Tom Cruise it has become an artist, an actor, um, you know, whatever. He's reached his final form, <laughs> and and we get to see that he is an evolved Pokemon. Yes, <laughs> he is, and that feels you know, as goes- good as any time to hit. Oh, we are in the end game now. Sorry, we talked about, about his, Tom Cruise's final form, like like, <laughs> like Pokemon Go when you ran around and found him at the uh, Pokemon Gym. There's Tom Cruise working out. <laughs> um, Julene, BFF the BFE. You've got extra responsibilities today. Hey. You know that. We need a random word from you. Bagel. Bagel. Yeah. Let's talk about that because you said you didn't like bagel. Why? Why, why was that? Well, because she. she of all the things in all the world, she decided to use a bagel as like an anchor point for like all these all these experiences all at once, and then it, to the point where the hair is also shaped like a bagel. People are carving little bagel shapes into their forehead. Like it, it was just it was so goofy, and I just it made it hard for me to take that seriously. Like, oh, she's well, saying something deep. But bagels. they also played it for comedy too. Yeah, do they have everything bagels in this country? No, have. but that's why I love that they chose it because it is an everything bagel. Because the idea of calling your bagel an everything bagel, because correct me if I'm wrong, everything bagels are salmon, cream cheese, onion, and tomato, aren't they? Nope. But we have everything bagels in Canada. So everything bagels an onion bagel with poppy seeds, uh, sesame seeds. Isn't it garlic too? Uh, something like that, yeah. And that's it. Like, there's not, not, nothing on it yet. It's just baked, and that's an everything bagel. And you can take. Uh, but the stuff that goes in it is usually, I think, what I said. Nope. 
Okay, well, that's not, different not, from what I've not been where I'm from. I'm, 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 not where I'm from working at Tim Hortons where, where we served an everything bagel. Everything bagel. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, wow. it is a thing where I'm from. In Canada, the everything bagel exists, and the bagel itself is not oh. what goes in it. It's just the, the the bread itself and what they've done to it. And that the, makes more sense to me now that it, there is such a thing as an everything bagel. In the same way, oh, you would have no. a cinnamon raisin bagel. words with it. Yeah, so when you say everything bagel, we're like, because it's kind of a misleading term, everything bagel. It's, not, it's, just, it's like three It's like three things to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like all dressed crisps. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's not all. No. It's like five flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. So to play on that and then go with that. Yeah, I guess the idea about, you know, what's the center of the universe? A bagel. Love that. Uh, and there's you at Tim Hortons doing your speech. Yeah, me everything <laughs> bagel. I, I would have some speeches about everything bagels at one point. Yeah, I had lots of catchphrases. I can imagine it. Uh, what do we have? We had this thing called the... Let's see if I can remember it. Yes, that was it. Okay, so we had this thing called the chicken snack wrapper. <laughs> right? And so we got bored, as I was known to be. And so I came up with songs occasionally. This right solid one, especially the afternoon shift because the traffic's less. Yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah. So I ripped off a little Michael Jackson and went, "It's our snack wrapper, wrapper, yeah. <laughs> our chicken's got no match. It comes in barbecue or ranch. It's the wrap snacker." <laughs> <laughs> I, I had ones for oh all of them. All I was just because it's it's. We said about this last week, Georgia. It's it's like I'm 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 in a show and I'm off book. I'm bored. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what can I do to entertain myself when I'm on the? No, I don't want to rehearse. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to rehearse. I'm just make stuff up. Yeah. Everybody else trying to learn their lines, not me. I'm done. So I'm gonna have some fun. Yeah. So that's what I did. What I did when I when I worked there. And somehow I was like, you're really good at this. I'm like, I remember one guy going, you must really love your job. And I went, not even a little bit. <laughs> and he's like, why? Well, I, 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 I must be like Mr. Short Round in this film. He's like, well, why are you so happy? I'm like, well, I'm going to be here for eight hours. Yeah. I can either be happy or I can be miserable. Which Absolutely. one's going to give me a better day? Absolutely. So no. I don't like the job. Yeah. But I can at least hopefully make my life and those people around me a little bit better today. Oh, yeah. I've had those jobs. Yeah. You just entertain yourself. Just entertain yourself. See, the film's message has sunk into you. I, I, well, it was already in me, apparently. Yeah. So my life yeah. mantra has soaked into the movie, one might say. Yeah. <laughs> On my everything bagel. The meaning of life is bagel. Yeah, well, see, I <laughs> love an everything bagel. So, you know, such is. Um, money, money, money. I was confusing an everything bagel with a, a lox sandwich, which is an everything bagel, which is filled with those things. Cool. Yeah. Is there such a thing as an everything donut? Because I would have gone for a donut. Krispy Kreme or trying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, we don't have proper Krispy Kremes in this country, uh, Julene. Our local, um, one of our local um, supermarkets, Tesco, has sort of partnered with them. And so they obviously make them in these distribution centers and then send them off all over the country. And they're, they're fresh, but it's not the same as sort of like watching the, uh, the fresh made ones come off and just sort of grabbing it still warm. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't even that over there i don't even get like like ones that are like fancy it's just a regular one yeah and it just like melts in your mouth it's amazing Ugh. i drove pretty canada had a had a slight love affair for about three years with Krispy cream and then we all stopped going because we like tim hortons because they're way cheaper and it disappeared but for that brief amount of time there was a couple trips you went down just to and the line would be around the block wow. just to get like a for the right to buy a dozen donuts yep well, I'll tell you, I only really go get access to Krispy Kreme when I go back to New York. And I always make it a point to, it's the only donut. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big donut person. 
Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I will eat a Krispy Kreme donut. When 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 my departments have something taxing, I do bring in so I'm the guy in charge for my sins. I do bring in like Krispy Kremes to say well done and leave them in the break room and be like, go ahead, have Krispy Kreme on me. That I'm a good I'm a I'm a good boss. Oh, I think I am anyway. Yeah, I'd be very happy if I had some Krispy Kreme. Yeah, how come? How mad can you be if someone's if someone's just giving you a Krispy Kreme? I go, God damn it! They ain't the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> it's, I not, it's not here's the Krispy Kreme in like a pile of books to mark. He says, No, come, come, come for Krispy Kreme, don't I? I appreciate the work we've all done. You've already parked the, marked the pile of books. Yeah, you took the pink one. <laughs> don't get the don't get the jam on it. <laughs> um, it but depends. Chris- my day job is in fast food, so if my boss brings in Krispy Kreme and doesn't give me a raise, then I would be like. <laughs> No, this this is not it. Different industries, yeah. I fully get you on that. Absolutely. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't. Have this instead of this thing. I mean, yeah. thankfully, I work in a, an industry where, for the most part, I think the people who I work with are, are are well compensated, and so this is just me giving them a little bit of something to make their day better. So, well, that's the thing. Um, in UK, like the teachers are paid better, right? Because there's like a whole crisis out here I right now where the teachers are ready to leave us. Um, <laughs> It's interesting because, um, yeah, um, we w- it's an interesting time for teachers. I mean, we make less here. Than, I mean, Canadian teachers do very well. Canadian teachers are kind of like the dream. Um, I, I don't know the American figures. I think British teachers do all right. Um, but I would say that if you look at the rate of inflation over the last several years, something like a – almost like 12%, like real funds kind of reduction in, in pay as a result. So teachers aren't doing as well as they were a decade ago, which sounds kind of weird. But, you know, if I'd stayed, I've been over here now for about 11 years, and if I'd stayed at a steady rate that time, I'd actually be getting paid less now than I would have the first day when I started. If you look at, like, that's nuts cost of living and all that stuff. Yep, yep. So teachers are looking right now, and we're about to go, you know, Mar- Mar- March 1st is the next strike day. So this is literally as we come out, which releases on Tuesday. Wednesday is a strike day, potentially. But over here, we have multiple unions. So my union's not going on strike. Oh, okay. So as a result, oh. I'm going in. Yep. Um, but there's no hard feelings for those who do strike, and there's no hard feelings for those who come in. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard part is I know everyone of my colleagues wants to, to do the best for the kids. I know that I know what I know that I know that. And they know that I know that. Yeah. And I've professed that. There's no hard feelings for me or even the guy I work, the, the guy in the in the big chair, and that's really, really, really great. Uh, but there's a situation where no, the situation is not as good as it once was. But then we look around and go, neither is anybody else's. So it's a real yeah. difficult time. And usually for strikes to work, you need public support. And I don't know how. It, it's just a really strange time here. So in regards uh-huh. to the UK US comparison. I think there's some parallels of a lot of the stuff we do. There's a lot of standardized testing in both countries, and there's a lot of pressure put on educators as a result of that, and they don't pay them as well as they could despite all that pressure. Um, So uh, my answer is I don't know enough about the topic of American teachers to draw that really fully, but if if you live in Canada and you're going, oh, teachers get a really, really, really good deal, it's not the same everywhere is what I would say. I'm getting on this chart that I found that top, Top scale salary for US teachers is somewhere around seventy thousand, um, but apparently Luxembourg is where you want to be teaching because uh, entry level salary for Luxembourg is eighty thousand. There you go. Oh, maybe I should move to Luxembourg. There yeah. you go. 
Um, I need to become wow. a teacher. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What's the what's the cost mm. of eggs over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we know. can't even get any eggs and, at the and, moment. And, no, and yeah. of course, and of course, that's the other thing because we could compare and go. Well, in U.S. dollars, it's this, and in U.S. dollars, it's this, and it sounds like a, a, a teacher without any extra responsibilities uh, on on top right here would be actually fairly comparable to a teacher uh, in in America on top rate. But then you look at things like. What's the price of housing? What, what's what, what's the price of fuel? Much more expensive here than it is in the States. I can promise you that. Yep. Um, what's the price of food? What's the price of all these things? And because the, all these costs are kind of relative until you start looking at the myriad of everything else. What's the price of energy? Mm-hmm. Which in this country is just like doubled. Sky high, yeah. And that's not being me being hyperbolic. It really has like doubled. Yeah. So. Know, food like food shopping at the moment here is insane. There yeah. isn't every any, time I go in anything, and it costs. So every time I go in, something's there. raised in price. Yeah. every time. Yeah, and uh, in Georgia. Missing. Yeah, for for those rates, is the top rated teacher is that a professor or is that like an elementary school? That teacher? is for lower secondary. Oh, okay. So that's like yeah. Wow, American high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's comparable to wow. kind of to what's comparable to, to what to what I do. So yeah. So oh, yeah, so it feels like we're on about the same sort of coin. If that's the if that's the comparison back and mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, whereas in Canada, uh, it would go up to uh, at last check one hundred and ten thousand dollars Canadian. So that's somewhere around oh probably about eighty thousand American. Oh, that wouldn't. It? Yeah. Yeah. See, Canada is showing them a lot better than the States, but isn't showing as that much on here, but that might just be a different... Yeah. yeah. And so, and also just conditions. I mean, part of it's yeah, yeah. what you do, how much you get paid for it, and part of it's how much you're being asked to do. True. And it's a bit of a different situation there. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, that's our, that's, our, that's our teacher podcast. Um, <laughs> interesting we're talking about money so much, because we're going to talk about money here, the money, money, money. The budget is a little hard to figure out on this one. Uh, ranges in estimations from 13.4 to $25 million wow. as a budget bit wide that is a bit wide yeah. what do you think it takes home what does it take home megan well i didn't even know that it was on at the cinema mm-hmm. so i'm assuming not that much but then other people might have been more clued in um i don't know probably more than what it costs so i'll say 20 20 million yeah. liam 70 million seven zero georgia 250 250 and julian um I got 40, 40, 40, 40 mil. Liam, you said 70, right? 70. 107. Woo. So Liam gets the win on that one. When something gets that best picture stamp, they pretty much guarantee it gets, re, it gets, it gets re-released. Yours is a little oh, bit closer to like blockbuster. Yeah. 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 Yours is like, no, no, no. Some people go, I wish there was people going, what's up for Oscar? I'll go see that. No, it's, <laughs> Oh look! They've made another Transformers movie. No, no, no! They made one. Oh, no, no, no! Another one since then. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so it was it is nominated for eleven Oscars? Wow! Oh, wow! Um, so Thanks. yeah, uh, it was. However, let's put this in perspective. It was nominated for ten Baftas and only won one. Oh, okay. So it's making the field up on a lot of these. Yeah. Any guesses which one it won? Cinematography. cinematography? Not cinematography. Good no. guess though. Screenplay? No, not screenplay. We, we, we had talked about w- this must have been a very difficult job on this movie. Editing. 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 Best editing. Oh, I was going to say. Geez. However, it did not win the Golden Globe for best editing. Oh. Nominated for six, one, two. Hmm. Any guesses? Wait, what? Best supporting actor? Yes. Cinematographer. Best supporting actor. 
short round in his return yeah. to, to acting yeah, wins yeah, yeah. Oh. way wins yeah way Quan. Well, sorry, Wei's his character Wei's name. Quan is Quan. his actor's yeah, surname. Yeah, yeah. And then it also won Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical for Michelle Yeoh. Oh, wow. And if you see, oh. when she wins, now Jamie Lee Curtis hadn't won. She was unsuccessful. Nominated, didn't win. But when Michelle Yeoh wins, she stands it up, like pumping her fist and like shouting like, come on, as, as it happens in support of her friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's fantastic. I, I feel like I should mention, although Best Actress is specific to comedy or musical, Best Supporting Actor is not specific to a genre. That one doesn't get split. Ooh, so he wins so out of he, all films. He, he, oh, that's, that's, that means more. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's more likely to repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Johnny Depp would always win for like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know what I mean? For like best, because there's not enough comedies that come out. So yeah, if you're yeah. a half decent actor, you got a nomination. Like The Tourist got nominated, you know what I mean? Oh, like, God, like, like yeah. some truly terrible films get nominated for Golden Globes. Yeah. Who would you cast as who? This one feels a little like, feels a little appropriate on this one. Yeah. I don't think we can access it. No. Uh, I'll cast, I'll cast Megs as, uh, as Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> oh yes, you can wear that jumper. I do like Halloween. There you go. There you go. Oh, hang on. To, I don't know if that's to, an insult. There. It's just the right. It's just the right color. That's all it is. No, she. Uh, she is quite cool. Oh no, that means I have to have sausage fingers though. Hot dogs. Hot dog fingers. Yeah. Hot dogs. Hot dog fingers. Hot dog. I don't know if I want hot dog fingers. I've got a hot dog on my jumper. Have you? Yeah, you can't see it right now because it's on the waistband. Okay. It's got Mickey dog. Mouse. Yeah, and there's a hot dog as the little tag on the waistband because it's a hot. hot <laughs> what? Yeah. What should this film have been? What should this film have been called? Editing nightmare. I editing film, everything, everything, yeah. all at once. Trust me, you're not ready for this. That's that's what I would call it. Uh, I would call it mind bending dream sequence of a continuous bomb going off i mean ian's was long hang on where are we going it was quite long <laughs> trust me you're not ready for this seven words everything everywhere all okay it's five i added two words okay how about this laundry and taxes oh that's good uh, laundry and taxes. can you imagine what we're gonna see oh, i'm gonna go see laundry and taxes what's that old saying about everything being, uh, um they quote in avenue q don't they except for death and Paying taxes. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's a Benjamin Franklin quote. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. They quote it in Avenue. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you own two things for certain. Yep. They also yeah. quote it in the WWF, IRS. Universal laundry. Universal laundry. <laughs> Jeez. Um, hot dog fingers. <laughs> Mind bending hot dog fingers. <laughs> um, did, this, did this film. I feel, like that, I feel like that would be the name of a parody. This is totally going to get parodied on that site. Of course it is. Totally is. Um, did this film have a villain problem? No. Yes. Yeah. I'm still trying to think of different styles. <laughs> yeah, we, we moved on. It's the true villain's joy. Is it her? Well, or is it the, is it's it society. Or society. Society's the problem. And society and generational Life trauma and all these different things that come into that, yeah. Did we need Joy's Joy's identity to be hidden from if not us from Evelyn for a little bit longer in the film? Definitely. Yeah. Like the bit about cuz part of my problem is I felt Julian that all the fighting padded the runtime a bit. 
And I'm like, what if you just made that? What if that? What if the scene where she's got to make the decision: Do you kill your daughter or not? What if that's the start of Act Three? Yeah, because that's and then Act Two, you still don't know what's going on. You're running the bit. There's some stuff you can do yeah, with these different yeah, yeah. universes. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, but I'll be. I I watched it and I was like. I elbowed my husband. I said, watch, it's going to be the daughter. <laughs> wow. they, they start describing this terrible big bad. I was like, wow. watch, it's going to be the daughter. Good we haven't you. seen the daughter yet. It's going to be her. Ironically named Joy. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. We had a discussion. I'm curious what your thought is on this, Julian. That it seems like Joy's relationship with Becky is downplayed until she's healthy again. <laughs> Like she's ready to like go throw herself in the bagel, and it's like I thought you're in this like really committed relationship with this girl. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that version of her. Yep that that version of her is committed to the girl. The other version of her just wants to jump in the bagel and be done with it. But but keep in mind, they're not different versions of her though, because she's experiencing everything all at once. So she's not. This is why at the end, Evelyn yeah. becomes like her. They're they're unique in that they experience everything, everything. always, yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to everybody else who experiences just that one thing they're in. They they, they they transcend that, and as a result, then this is the version who has the relationship. But they they still pick and choose which version of the universe we get to see different versions. Timing, yeah, yeah, sure. But she said part of that is you're in this relationship. It seemed like the idea of Joy being in this relationship with Becky was done more as a way to explore her mother's relationship with Are you okay with her being gay? Yeah. And less about the idea that she will actually have a real relationship. Yeah, that's yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, my I personally, I feel like as far as like Joy goes, Joy. That was just one version of joy that she was experiencing. All the other versions of her wanted to jump into a bagel. So if if like a hundred, if like ninety nine percent of you kind of wants to, you know, no longer be exist, and there's that one tiny percent of you that says, you know what, this is all right. I found someone that I care about very much, but then. By caring about that person, you get to deal with your mother's emotional crap. Then, you know, maybe part of the person, that version of her that she also experienced also wants to jump into the bagel. But let me come back. <laughs> let me let me come back at you with this then. But if that's the way this is, and I don't and I, I haven't told you yet what my reading of the film is, but if that's the way that it is. That even when she fixes a relationship with, with her mom in the timeline that we get to or in the universe that we get to be accessed, we call it prime timeline, I think we called it, right? Prime, yeah. If, if, if that's it, then all because it's fixed in this one doesn't fix it in the rest of them. So if she's only spending that 1% or that half a percent in this time, in this universe, rather than all of them, it doesn't shut everything else out. So she has to make a decision to re- remove herself from the remainder of the universes, which we're told she can't do. That's true. I think that's what the decision to save themselves was that pulling them into just one universe. They chose that one. They negated. We're told they can't do it. She's unable to, or else she would have done it. That's why she wants to go in the bagel. If you could just remove yourself and go into one timeline, you do that. But she doesn't want to because she's so no. She pushed her daughter so far. No, she's pushed her too. She's she's broken it. So back to my reading, Julian, which is there is no multiverse. 
This is all a giant metaphor for a woman having a midlife crisis and going, I've done nothing with my life. Let me imagine myself and all these cra- I'm a movie star. I know Kung Fu. I have hot dog fingers. And as a result, then you go, okay, what are you really working through? Because at the end of the day, you got to stop wishing you were doing something else for your life and look at the life you've built and make this better and find comfort and closure of it. This is what your life's going to be. And that's okay. And when she figures that out, that's when the movie ends. Mm. I have it like. <laughs> I, I, I do wish there was a video component yeah. sometimes to this spot. Yeah. No, I like. I'm. I. I read it like of all the places in all the world she could of all the things she could be experiencing. Like she still chose that life. She wanted to see what it was like. She saw it, and she still chose that life. And I don't know if it's for her daughter or if she still loved her husband. I think she still loves her husband, even though her husband was trying to serve her divorce papers the whole time. If if I'm being honest, I kind of felt bad for the husband because, you know, he tried. He put googly eyes on stuff and he was funny and he supported her through all these dreams. And he doesn't strike me as someone who's been beaten down for 30 years. No. Yeah. Like he. I felt bad for him. And then when they started pulling out all the taxes and the things that she did, like I started to see her a little bit because when you, like when you start a business, you'll fail, you'll fail. I'm going to tell everybody listening to this. If you start something, you start a business, you will fail. Get the first few failures out of the way because need to do and yourself as a business owner from all the failures and then you just come back better and then you keep on coming back if business is where you want to be and this is what you want to do count on failing and that will teach you something about yourself and what you know and how to do it better i've failed a thousand times about at every damn thing before i kind of found like and I'm probably still going to fail. But you know what? The, this is where I'm happy. Like, uh, And I think when they started pulling out all her tax stuff of all the things she tried and failed at, like I, like I felt for her. But at the same time, I was like, your husband is your biggest cheerleader. Why are you mad at him? <laughs> Evelyn spends a lot of time in this movie blaming other people for what she's in. And yeah. it includes her father, and it includes her husband, and at times it includes her daughter. And so I, it's just this idea that she, even the taxes show, she wishes, I wish I could do this, I wish I could do this, I wish I could have done this and not been the person I am. And it all feels like it's someone, you know, towards the end, towards the end of middle age, looking back and going, if this is my life, am I happy and satisfied with what I have? And rather than raging against the world, because it's not what she might have dreamt it might have been in these fantasy things which we get to live through this multiverse mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just her coming to grips with the idea of no one if this is the if this is the one world where i have a relationship with my daughter and i need to rescue this relationship with with with, with my daughter who's i don't know in the span of 12 hours went from let's introduce my girlfriend to my grandpa <laughs> to we should never ever 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 get back together taylor swift see each other again <laughs> You know what I, I mean? I love that song. In 12 hours, she went from, no, my girlfriend needs to meet needs to meet grandpa to we should never talk. Hang on, who they're not talking to? 
She remember the end when she's like, it's just better you and I hurt each other, so we should just not do this anymore. Yeah, but that's that's the that's Jibu, Jibu Tobacco talking, not not our joy. <laughs> nope, that's her getting into her car. That's yeah. her getting to her car outside the laundromat. As you no, know, as Jobu. Jobu's in that body at that point. That's why when she's <sighs> knocking on the door outside, when we get the fight scene, when Granddad comes and gives her the thing, that she's like, "That's not her. Right, my, she's in a different." My my my, my readings obviously are the one of the same, and that it's this is all metaphor, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Mine isn't. They no, that's fine. Thing. But I still don't get. I still don't get it. She's not hugging Jobu Tabaka. She's not hugging Jobu Tabaka. She's hugging her daughter. Yeah. She's not saying Jobu Tabaka, you look fat. That was not part of the script. No, it wasn't. But no, they she's are, referencing they are, a conversation she had with Joy earlier, not uh, Joe Butzabaka. They're, they're one and the same, so she can either she oh my, can be two different people. Keep track of this. Because <laughs> 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 you're, you're going. No, they're separate. Oh no, but they are one and the same. No, so, so you, it's like the fingers and thumbs things. Not all fingers are thumbs, but all thumbs are fingers. Uh, what if they're made of hot dogs? Different matter. <laughs> but so, like all of the joys have the capacity to be Joe Butzabaka. Yes. But not they're not always that. But Jobo Tobacco is always Jobo Tobacco. So where, yes. depending on where they are. <laughs> yeah, but again, Evelyn's not telling so Evelyn's not telling Jobo Tobacco. Yes, I will call you fat. That was a conversation happening between the mother and the daughter, and the conversation. But, but Jobo is aware of all of them as well because she is everywhere, everything. So she knows what's happening in all of them just because she's not present in all of them. Okay, I'm the, okay. Let's move on. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go around in, in a bagel. You know what we're I mean? That's all. It's all going to be going around. <laughs> Um, where are we at here? Uh, well, who st- I think we some of these we've answered. Whose story is it's clearly Evelyn. Well, is it Evelyn's, Evelyn's or is it Joy's? More Evelyn's. I'd say Evelyn. Evelyn. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah I think it's Evelyn's. A musical inspiration. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Like right. a bagel, baby, right round, round, round. Round like a circle in a bagel. <laughs> Oh. Like a wheel within a wheel, never ending or beginning, on an ever spinning wheel. Cool. Windmills, if you mind. Favorite character. Or oh, favorite. sorry, we, we missed one. Roll of women, I yield the floor. Do you want to go, Julian? You can start us if you'd like. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll say the role of women is like medium to medium strong ish because Evelyn's not a really nice person. The villain is joy. And, you know, even, and I feel like Evelyn's a little bit, a little bit abusive or toxic in her relationships in almost every version of herself. So, but then like the fact that she's like working through it and trying and, and I I think it's cool that the, the, most badass character is is a woman and the villain so i'm gonna say strong ish yeah no i think it's great because it's great to see people and women in positions that would usually in films be held by men because they're villainous it's wonderful to see someone who's a bit of an arsehole played by a woman you don't see it a lot often they're kind of boxed into several different categories for women in film get to be a love interest or this or that or the other it's nice to see them in the villain role and i think it's done very very well and then that complication between the mother daughter relationship and the whole kind of like um generational stuff that you get and it's it's brilliant i think it's very good yeah i think i don't know if the most likable character was a woman i would say the 
the the husband was probably the most likable character Mm -hmm. but it it was fun to say to see the villain and the strong you know the kung fu woman side of it um and things like that um i didn't relate as much to the mother-daughter relationship i didn't make because i know you said earlier it got you emotional at the end Mm -hmm. i i didn't feel that but then i couldn't relate to that sort of side of that relationship as much um i think i was just mostly very bemused by the end of it um then emotional um but i'd much rather see um some kung fu fighting women um it makes me think of those old films um crouching tiger hidden dragon and the oh what's the other one the knives um kill but no, no kill not kill bill um house of flying daggers oh that's right yeah yeah, I like those films. So, <laughs> like you those. say, like you've watched it. <laughs> huh? <laughs> like you say that, like you've watched it. That's no, not, that's not your kind I was, of I was in Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragons. Because there were no tigers or dragons. No. Because they were crouching and hidden. They're my kind of movies. That's a Steve Martin joke I've just stole. I haven't uh, seen it for years, so I might be making um, stuff up. I, per- I personally think that the women are quite strong in this movie because you've got um, the baddie, which is female. You've got the, the main lady in it which you said was originally written for a male, mm-hmm. which you can see why that, that changing it to female, she has all these negativeness mm-hmm. and badness about it. And then you've got um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. He's a very strong character. So it's very women-driven characters. The men are very subplot to this film. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know it was originally written for a male. Yeah, it was like, written for Jackie Chan. Character. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. It is very cool. Um, five words. That's what Georgia make eye contact with. I fully agree with Georgia. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yay. No, uh, we, something we talk about a lot. It's not necessarily other women likable in this movie. Exactly. It means do women have access to the full range of characters like men would? Mm-hmm. And so we have a female character who's not perfect. Love it. Yep. Our protagonist, she's flawed. Love it. We've got uh, the clear... Um, antagonist whether all th- thumbs or fingers or all fingers or thumbs <laughs> it works <laughs> and, and then yeah you got jamie lee curtis and, and like the overbearing tax person so easily could have been a dude yeah so easily could have been a dude but there's also a multifaceted nature of that now the only male character who really gets any sort of love on that regard i guess there's two we we, we have we have the granddad yeah uh, player James Wong, but then we've got Wei, Wei who, yeah. yeah, it's her entry point into everything, but she's a woman on the verge of getting divorced, and by making her snivelly, not snivelly, because he's not snivelly, by making her meek husband sort of the barometer by, it's just culture shock. How can my meek husband be doing this? Yeah. So, but no, it's it, it's a female empowered movie, and even even the daughter has a lesbian relationship, which is part of the, the storyline which we unpack as well. Mm-hmm. So female agency in their own lives, and, you know, what's clearly a matriarchal family. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Fave. I, like, I still would like to know that, you know, is she is she actually okay with the lesbian relationship? And she was just worried about upsetting her father or having to answer to her father, or was she personally not okay with the relationship? Like I go back and forth, I waffle back and forth. Oh, at, the, at, the start, at the start of the movie, I think she's totally on an issue with the relationship. Yeah, by the end, I don't because by the end she doesn't because she's had the hot dog finger relationship yeah. with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Words I never thought I would say at the start when we, we decided to change everything. When we decided to make a podcast, this was not what I was expecting. Hot dog fingers everywhere. 
Yeah. Everything and everywhere. <laughs> All at once. Everything hot dogs. Maybe that should have been the word of the... Maybe that should have been nah, the bagel's word. No, bagel's, bagel's good. It's going to get me in less trouble than a uh, hot dog would. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, what do we got here? We've got best moment, best element. Julian, best moment, best element. <laughs> Not the hot dog first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, best moment. Or element. You no, can choose no. either. Okay. 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 The best element is like the creativity and the vast differences of the world. So like the world in and of itself, all the different worlds in and of itself. Um, and like how in the end when that it all comes together like the dude has a the grandfather has a Gundam suit in the end and that is so cool she's got like a whole like it's goofy and that's one of the I didn't even talk about the googly eye in the middle of her forehead how do you cover everything this film brings you can't <laughs> not unless you got 10 hours to spare <laughs> And then the again hot dog fingers, <laughs> the goofy of the of it all. It's the greatest part of this film. I'll pick to Georgia because I feel she might share your opinion on some of this. I do, yeah, I do. I think it's very, I think it's very clever. I think it's very well written. I enjoy the creativity, like the choice to have some of the different because with the very nature of doing something that's multiversal and having different universes be able to be so different to each other you kind of invite the ability to have a rock universe and a pinata universe and a drawing universe and all these different things where these these sentient kind of beings are these different things and i think it's very very creative but my favorite part about all of this is the probably the the more subtle and less subtle use of all the different bits of foreshadowing and like the camera editing and all the just fun stuff with all the circles um and different bits and pieces i think it's very very clever because it goes right the opening shot is three of them talking through a circular window like it's it's there right from the beginning it's very cool so it sounds like your favorite part of the film was everything yeah okay (laughs) all at once uh i really loved the visualness of it and the cinematography of everything because it was a mind expanding drug i felt like i was on um which I don't do. <laughs> and it took me on a bit of a whirlwind and it took me ages to try and figure out what was going on and how do I feel about this? And it was like, I liked the lineage of the family and how they were with each other, the husband and the wife and the father and the daughter, her grandfather and the daughter, how that carried through. But everything around it was chaotic and absurd. That I struggled with. The visually, it was out of this world, and cinematographer-wise, I loved. So that's that's it for me. Getting a little bit of everything out there. Yeah, <laughs> Mags. I'm not going to say everything. Um, I think everyone You'll say has, everywhere instead. Sets. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone can relate to having a what if moment. I'm sure everyone's mm. got a part of their life where they can think, "What if this? What if that?" So I liked that aspect of it because I'm sure everyone can relate to that. Otherwise, I just really liked the rock bit. That was my favourite bit. <laughs> you did. I don't like know it. why. It yeah. just. It was really. And then the rock had a, the googly eyes later on, and I just thought that was. Did you smell what lovely. it was cooking? 
<laughs> Especially when they went over the edge. Yeah, I, was, I just thought, yeah, I like the googly eyes. I'm, I'm inspired now to I go and the, put some random googly eyes on everything. I will say the one rock running away from the other rock. <laughs> it's quite funny. That was funny. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with, I think, what has to be it. I'm going to say, like, it is an assault on the senses. Oh, big time. Like, we talked about Spider, Spider-Man, Spider Multiverse of Madness, whatever it was, or into Spider-Verse, sorry. Um, that was an assault on the senses, and I'm like, yeah, this, this was equally as much, but with live video. This kind of, with all the multiverse stuff, was what I wanted Multiverse of Madness to be, where they were everywhere engaging, rather than, oh, we found two we like. We're just going to stay at these two. <laughs> yeah. um, but the best part of this film, it has to be the editing, doesn't it? Yeah, cool. There's yeah. so much work. And to even make it feel like you're getting half of it, which is probably about how much of it I think I got. Uh, I think the editing is a uh, is the strength of this. And now in order to, I mean, because you can't take away the editing from the creativity of, of, of a narrative. And you hate the narrative of the story without the editing to pull it off. So I think those two are interwoven. But uh, I'm going to stop talking before my mind gets fractured <laughs> and I throw up and die. It'd be like the mirror at the beginning. That's right. Um... I still have favorite outfits from Spice World on my sheet here. <laughs> uh, a grumble, Julene, a grumble. The the bagel. The bagel metaphor bothers me so much. Okay. <laughs> um, Georgia. Uh, I'm going to bounce off of Julene and say not the bagel as a metaphor, because I really enjoy that everything bagel is a metaphor, but the fact that it's like goes as far as like her hairpiece when they're in that like temple, that bothered me a little bit. Um, and the ketchup and the mustard coming out with the hot dog fingers. <laughs> that, didn't was, like that. that was a bit gross. <laughs> Liam. I guess the whole absurdness of stuff, the, the hurting of yourself to make pathways to the different um, multiverses, you had to do these stupid, weird things that you just wouldn't do. I just, I have to, why do you have to do yeah, five paper right. cuts? Why do you have to do five paper cuts? Why could you not just do one? You know, why have you got a snort of fly? Why have you got a, you know, how much trial and error went into discovering these as well? Yeah, and jumping on a like, that, didn't, that didn't work. What should we do? Snort a fly. Yeah, oh, that didn't work. Uh, someone points you over there. Go sit on it. Oh, just really... oh, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my tea. That's my tea. I was like, no, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, they, they are. are. They are, they are. And I was just like, half of this film, I was going, oh, why? Oh. And then I was just like, level the kung fu stuff. But it was just like, oh, the absurdness. Okay. Just didn't like it. Max. Yeah, I think maybe there was slightly too much Kung Fu, but then if they were going for that vibe, and I don't know why they were dildos. Why, no. why was that a thing? Why was she fighting with those? I don't know. I, I needed to concentrate quite a lot. I think I could do with watching it a second time. Death to the patriarchy is what that's about. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the opposite of Liam on this one, and I'm going <laughs> to sort of join Megs a little bit. There's too much Kung Fu for me. There just was, and I felt like it was padding... There's a bit in Thor the Dark World they start jumping between all these positions and it just felt like after a while it was just and you get disoriented and you're like wait what are we do? where huh and it's not even like a narrative thing I know what's going on in the story but it's just how long till the next bit of dialogue where we explain what we're doing here oh that long cool and not that it has to be dialogue but it felt like it was something that tapped into real emotions and then sometimes within that you'd have the absurdity of you know hot dog fingers hot dog fingers <laughs> or raccoonie which which in, in a nutshell is great in the middle of this film it felt like it was just a bit of a detour 
That could have been a film on its own. Yeah. Um, oh, I did like the or, what, or when they cute. hit the little button on the earpiece and just all start singing. Yeah. <laughs> or when they forgot to like, fight and there's like a slab fight. I'm like, I, in a vacuum, funny. But in the overall story of where we are, huh? Yeah. So I guess it's the tonal, sure. which to some people could be a tonal strength. I get it. For some people, they, they think, oh, the, 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 the tonal dissonance. Sounds very clever of me to say that, but the tonal dissonance is something I really like. I'm going with tonal dissonance is something I found to be uh, it, it ripped me from my immersion, disjointed you from it. I was pulled, just yeah. kind of. Like, I was pulled out of it like Evelyn out of that van by <laughs> by Jamie Lee Curtis. By Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Unless it's an emergency, something always pulls you away. That was the absurdist tone in this film with me. Yeah. So, is there any? Is this anybody's best role ever? I've not Ooh, seen enough maybe, to uh, Way. Quan, did you say his name is? Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I thought it's hard was, when we know him as, as like a child kind of bit part. Yeah, being being a child actor. Michelle Yeoh? Mm, I like no. to... Nah. Uh, I like what was she better in? Well, I like her in Last Christmas. <laughs> oh, you you've you? got to be... Okay, you like that movie, but let's look at the role for a minute. You, you're going to compare that with this? No, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> I just don't like this film. No, I'm, I'm not asking you to like this film, no. but I'm saying this performance. Yeah, like she, she wins a Golden Globe for it, for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. her performance is good. I really don't like the woman. I'm not supposed to. Yeah. At true. the end, I like her more. I'm supposed to. Yeah, yeah, true. That's called acting. They show me ranges and not the same thing the whole way across. <laughs> <laughs> Which is harder than you'd think, I think, to some people. Oh. Uh,. And not Jamie Lee Curtis. She's been better in other things. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, right. Georgia better in literally everything. <laughs> I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Georgia will be filling in for Ethan this week. I will, and hopefully not messing it up because it should be very easy. Minus one. Because obviously it was made in, oh no, it was made in 2020, weren't it? No, I always consider always when, it when it comes out. out. That's fine, what I thought. Yeah, cool, yeah. okay. Wonderful. Uh, we'll start with Michelle Yeoh. Evelyn. This is going to be tricky. Oh, can I just say, one of the things that did bug me is when they did all the flashbacks to her being pregnant. I'm like, you still look the age you are. They have done no attempts to de-age you. Oh, on that though, I think some of the stuff from when she when she's a movie star and we see her on different you, you carpets, were, you were, you're out of the room. That's real, isn't it? We've yeah. talked about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, um, Michelle Yeoh, fifty eight. No, sixty two. Yeah, I am wrong. <laughs> um, sixty four. Julian, I was gonna go with like forty five. All right. <laughs> I mean, Ian, you were wrong, but only one year, 59. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Hey. Oh, wow. Boom. Oh, wow. I thought she was in the 60s. Wow. Okay. Uh, K.U. Kwan. Short round. Way, yeah? Way. Yeah. Oh. 46. Older, 57. 54. I'm going to go 52. Uh, Julian is close. He was 50. Mm. 
Ah, if I just hedged up a couple of years. Because oh. <laughs> he was nine like 40 years ago when Indiana Jones came out, right? Oh, I should have done some indie math. Yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to do Goonie math. <laughs> uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Ooh. Sixty-one. You're really close. I was going to say sixty-one. Sixty-four. I'll say sixty. Julie. Sixty-two. Oh, very, very close. But Ian's still the closest. She was sixty-three. She's currently sixty-four. Uh, that puts me and Julie in a tie. Then we were both on one side of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said sixty-four. She's sixty-two. You are doing an amazing oh, yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't usually keep, to keep track of the who's no, no, winning. no, no. You're right. We're only messing. Well, um, I don't. I don't know how old Ian is, but I'm like I'm forty. I'm in my. I'm. I'm. I turned forty-one this year. I'm basically. I'm the, old, I'm the oldest one here. Yeah. Okay. So so basically, Jamie Lee Curtis and um and uh, the 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 male lead. Yep. I, I forgot his name. Lord Corn. help me. Yeah. 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 He he's basically part of my core childhood memories, and so is she. But as the final girl, well, I was I was doing trading places math. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing Halloween math. (laughs) I was also doing Halloween math. (laughs) And I wasn't sure about fish called Wanda, so I'm going to go back to my earliest memory ever. Yeah. 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 Two more. We got Stephanie Sue, who was Joy. Oh, interesting. 21. 27. 26. 20. That was, I think it's just 20. <laughs> oh, 20. Okay, sorry. So, uh, no, Liam is closest. She was 31. Wow. Wow. What? No She's way. Well. Oh, my God. She looked a lot younger. And then finally, we've got James Hong. Oh, oh was that the, the granddad? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. 76. Oh, I want to say 82. You're close. I'm going to go 81. Um, I'm going to go 80. You're all very low. He was 93. Wow. What? Oh, my God. That's insane. That is, yeah. isn't it? I have no idea who won that. That age game was, was everywhere, oldest, everywhere, yeah. everywhere yeah. all at once. <laughs> 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 say Julian won it. Uh, uh, the critics, the critics. Georgia, what do we have for the critics? 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, wow. it's pretty well loved. We've got A.O. Scott from the New York Times. He says, yes, the movie is a metaphysical multiverse galaxy brain head trip, but deep down and also right on the surface, it's a bittersweet domestic drama, a marital comedy, a story of immigrant striving and a hurt-filled ballad of mother-daughter love. Which I thought mm. was very well written. Yeah. Uh, yep. Then we've got Richard Brody from the New Yorker, who uh, wasn't such a big fan, who says, uh, with its bland and faux-universal life lessons that cheap, cheaply uh, ethnicalize expensive sensationalism the film comes off as a sickly cynical feature-length directorial pitch reel for a marvel movie <laughs> um and then finally we have got uh maria e gates writing for our good friend roger ebert Eeps. Gates. Who says, few things in life are certain beside death and taxes and maybe the never-ending task that is doing laundry. At, lo- at least that's where the characters and write- 
in writer-directors Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, collectively known as the Daniels New Film, everything I do all at once, find themselves initially. That is until they take an emotional, philosophical and deeply weird trip through the looking glass into the multiverse and discover metaphysical wisdom along the way. Mm. She gave it three and a half out of four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it has the same weight as the man himself. No. It's, also, the review is just basically a summary, so it was really difficult to... Yeah, he did that occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I put out a fleece, as I'm known to do, and what is this? A great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? The public loves this film. 67%, two-thirds, call this a great film, with 21% calling it good. 5% okay, but 7% call this a poor film. So whatever two people or so on that was, uh, what's that about? Uh, so that our friends of the podcast, Georgia, our friends of the podcast, not Julene, she'll have her own rating. What about everybody else? Uh, so we've got Ryan, who says... That's that's the cool cat, Ryan Kukats, right? Kukats. It yeah. is indeed. indeed. Um, my page is just something weird. Okay. Uh, I watched this movie recently as part of my journey to watch all the best picture nominees of this year. I know I'm in the small minority who did not like this film. It was just two and a half two plus hours of non-stop fight scenes which is a, I was not a fan of everybody everywhere seems to adore this movie all at once but I just didn't get the hype well written mm. what a great last statement <laughs> uh, then we've got Nate the great who says I saw this not really knowing much about it and had no expectations after I was so blown away I still think it will be a long time before any movie comes close to touching it the creativity in all the different universes down to earth and relatable characters surprisingly a lot of well executed emotional moments and a very unique fight scenes that were fun to watch even the side characters and background characters add to the story and aren't absolutely useless I wish I could go back and watch this one for the first time again Mm. so Hmm. very different to Ryan's rating hang hang on he's been a bit coy with that one though did he like it Then we have got uh, cheesy. Sorry, I jumped into a different universe where he wasn't so sure about it. Just do that. Just do that. You can watch again for the first time. <laughs> sorry, that was cheesy. Yep. We got fish on our bike. That's right. He says, going into this, I hadn't a clue what the film was about, so didn't know what to expect. You're soon introduced uh, to the main characters, and the film pace picks up quickly, uh, staying frantic throughout but managing some downtime now and then to let the film breathe all of the actors do brilliantly playing the different versions of themselves and the cinematography and editing is beautiful i really enjoy the humorous parts of it and the nods to kung fu are very well done i did get a little confused about the bagel and what it did and some of the rules and of what they can use from other universes or when they're in control of other versions themselves or a little loose around the edges but that also goes for every time travel film i can think of so they can be forgiven all in all i had i had fun watching it and may need a second viewing to fully understand it it ain't easy being (laughs) cheesy indeed it's not (laughs) and then finally we have got richard who said richard Richard. i love michelle you i love her in crouching tiger and in please story three in heroic trio and and in royal warriors she's such a wonderful funny magnetic physical performer she moves with such balletic grace and power in these movies whether she's high kicking back flipping or jumping a motorbike onto a moving train can you jump a motorbike with balletic grace probably not but you know what i'm saying story three yeah, it's good. Um, she brings most of these qualities to these film and it's such a shame that almost everything else in it is asinine and grating I found the overly wacky humour insufferable it felt like terminally um, terminally online humour you know reddit humour lol that's so random humour is this what Rick and Morty is like I get the impression this is what Rick and Morty is like <laughs> uh, 
the the thought the drama was kind of mawkish and shallow at times uh they try to bring so much meaning and weight into every little moment but it's just not there why does an ocean deep as a puddle i didn't <laughs> it didn't help that it was 15 hours long what was, up with the <laughs> <laughs> what was up with the climax it felt like it was ending forever and every little annoying joke coming back to have a little button put on it um these fights were okay, were only okay, but I think the film is definitely best when people are getting punched in the face. I like the rocks, though. The rocks were good. The rocks yes. are good. Power to the rocks. Oh, and even though the Oscars are bullshit, it's pretty sick that Michelle Yeoh is nominated. Hope she wins. It'll be a career sure. Oscar, like Uncle Marty winning for The Departed. Sorry, that's it. Cheers. That was fun. Outstanding. Absolutely. Thank you, Richard. Um, should I jump Let's jump in with... Uh, I did put a fleece out. We should talk about that. Uh, not fleece. The, uh, the the fledging fandom and said, "Hey, what do you guys think about it?" Got a few comments here. Not too many. David from Scriptical. I don't know what this was, and it seemed pretty mundane at the start, but then it amped up, and boy, did I enjoy it. Uh, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says I haven't seen this one yet. As luck would have it, Cineworld are doing five pound tickets for Oscar nominated films. I'm going to see it, but not until next week. So unfortunately, I will be a week behind. Nate the Great says I'm stunned you're doing this one. One of the absolute best movies you'll ever see. I said, What do you mean stunned? He goes, Stunned you did so soon. It doesn't seem like the type of film you guys usually do. I wonder if that's the kung fu element. Maybe. Because I'm like, if it's the highbrow part or the sort of kind of. Kind of a steer towards that, I think. Uh, Anthony and Davies haven't seen this one. The only thing I've heard about it is Michelle Yeoh is in it. That alone means it's probably going to be good. It's a very hypothesis. Uh, we've got Julene who's commented on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a different, she's everywhere. This is Julene in a different universe. I'm told by other married people that everyone reaches a point in their marriage after years together would wonder what would have happened if they made a different choice. Although together as a couple or separately, this is a very whimsical take on a what-if scenario. And finally, Shy Burgerfreund says, phenomenal film. So full of heart. It is great story, performances, and directing. Michelle Yeoh is deserving of all the awards for her role in this film. This film went straight to my top 20 films of all time time big words oh, wow. there mm. um if you like this film or episode you would like it's really what breaks your brain parasite tenant <laughs> yeah tenant uh, we haven't done an episode oh, on tenant oh, but we, we we didn't see it or skip it um oh, tenant's like the slow version of this no it's the word it's like a poorly done version of tennis wow. it's terrible uh, so confusing like, well, you know, um <laughs> you, you'd probably like shang chi because it was a lot of fight scenes and michelle yo's in it i love michelle so there we go uh let's talk about ratings and while julian gets hers ready i just want to read a message from our missing member of crime here ethan just want to mention remember when richard said uh is this like reddit humor yeah people who like this have like reddit humor just want to point that out first so ethan says uh so i wrote what might have been a dissertation about how much i love this film and two-thirds of it was me gushing about how it handled the relationship between evelyn and joy and the conflict of joy's uh, queerness not being specifically evelyn being bigoted but too scared to treat it naturally around her father it's extremely layered and is true to a lot of conflict when it comes to accepting parents and their queer children brackets all that it's sorry all that it's better behind closed doors because the straight person's too scared to let it be open type nuance waymond is a gem and kihu kwan's versatility in the film is great even if it's the same character in different fonts but my guy looks good in a suit jamie lee curtis was there 
Ooh. fighting words there buddy yeah uh, this film is fun and silly but has so much heart in the writing that i feel it's elevated tenfold especially by yo and sue for me it's crazy seeing stephanie sue on stage in one of my more favorite musicals be more chill to be an oscar nominated actress and she just nails it like kwan she can flip on a switch be menacing or sickly sweet and silly making joe butapaki fearsome and undefeatable Music is brilliant. The camera work is to, to sorry. The camera work to mess with how the multiversal travel affects Evelyn's reality is neat, and I think handled much better than Doctor Strange in the reality where red meets green. I'm gushed. I've gushed enough. I'm giving this film nine dildo trophies out of ten. <laughs> P.S. This is the shortened version of my review. The full version was a monster. <laughs> shouldn't have said that joke after the dildo trophies um <laughs> ethan is on nine julian's cackle gets me every time <laughs> so uh julian i think it's fair to have you start us off on this one where did you put yourself on this um okay i'm like i, I like the, the the cinematography like the transitions between worlds not a fan of the stupid bagel. Okay, it, it was just a lot. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis stapled a picture of the bagel on her forehead <laughs> in this movie. So I'm just, I just cannot. But there were so many things that made me laugh. So that, like, I do agree the fight scenes were, like, really long. So all in all, I'm <laughs> giving it seven sausage fingers out of ten. <laughs> There we go. Seven sausage fingers out of ten. Uh, next up, let's go. Let's go to the table this way. Georgia. Uh, yeah, I, I think I probably enjoyed it more than anyone else in the physical room, which I wasn't oh. expecting, but there we go. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I liked the story. I liked the messages. I liked the silly, goofy humor. Um, the only bit I couldn't watch was when he was trying to paper cut his fingers. That made me go, blah, blah, blah. so I wish I hadn't have included that because it made me go like that. Um, but I thought it was well written. I think with any film that covers anything that is to do with a different universes or time travel or anything like that, there are going to always be holes in it because it is impossible to write it without breaking some sort of paradox or just kind of having a bit of a loose end because it is very very difficult to write is why it is science fiction um but yeah no really enjoyed it thought it was good maybe cry a little bit maybe laugh a little bit solid film gonna give it uh eight i don't have an end line because the other multiversion version of me isn't in my brain right now out of 10 just for the record paradoxes are something we like to see broken okay oh uh an addendum to like so i just i just i wrote it down and i forgot um my my other grumble was the lighting like i did not like how dark they chose to light this for the lighting for the film and they graded it darker too which really bothered me <laughs> wouldn't be a julian so, review about color grading well um Visually, it's a mindfuck, and uh, I I find it very hard to follow all these different universes and different things. Um, subtitles as well, I struggle to read quickly um, and still be engaged in the movie. Um, saying that, I love the cinematography. I loved how it looked. Um, I love Michelle Yeoh, and I hope she wins the Oscar. We'll see. Um, it's nice to see Quan back acting again. It was uh, a pleasant surprise to see him. So, 
I hate the absurdness. I'm not a big fan of this movie. I probably won't watch it again. I probably might out of push in about 10, 15 years. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to give this seven subtitled rocks jumping off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Megs. So I, I quite want to watch it again, just because I think I'll get more out of it a second time, because as so I was having to really concentrate, and I found the beginning bit quite slow to begin with, but... I Try taking notes it. for it. Jeez. Well, I was going to say, um, <laughs> I obviously looking you. back, I, I understand why they did that build up because obviously you need to see the, you know, what's going on in the relationship with the with the family and everything. Um, I liked how it was edited. I liked the messages you get from it. Um, it was interesting. I think I need to watch it again. Um, I'm trying to think in relations to what other what other films I reviewed. I think my highest one has been six point five so far. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just thinking in yeah, compared yeah. compared to Joe vs. the Volcano, this is a much more... <laughs> Joe vs. the Volcano in Spice World. I, I know. <laughs> so uh, I feel this is a much more meaty film um, than both of those. Um, it wasn't my favourite film in the world. Um, so I don't think I can go up to eight yet. So I'll do 7.5. I'm allowed to do half. So yep, I'm you can do halves. Okay, 7.5 googly eyes. All right. Um, I think it's a really interesting film. Uh, I always want to say I think it was a good film. Um, there's just parts of it which are never going to line up with me, and the, the kung fu is just my my brain's just worried about story, and I can appreciate the the artistry of a well choreographed fight scene. But at some point, I'm going, look, someone's going to win. Someone's going to It's weird because I'm just a pro wrestling fan. I'm going to let that sort of take its time. But I think when I watch movies, I'm expecting the progression of plot or dialogue or story or things of that nature to, to go on. Whereas in wrestling, the, the choreography. You know you're watching wrestling. Well, it also is the story. The choreography is the story. It's also not going this fast. And I can keep track of it a lot easier. <laughs> um, I had issues with the tone. I had issues with the pacing. But, I mean, these are gripes on what is largely... Like, if you look at the technical aspects, everything's done to an excellent level. Mm-hmm. The cinematography is outstanding. The editing is... Off the this, this guy should be claiming this for the rest of his career. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Uh, Michelle Yeoh's really good in it. Uh, Kihu Kwan's really good in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is really good in it. Stephanie Sue's really good in it. Uh, even the girl who plays Becky, she's really good in she's it. She's really good, yeah. Um, what would be interesting if the film made more of a deal about the fact that she was white. I mean, even with Grandpa. Mm-hmm. We just said it was a girlfriend. We didn't even mention the idea of it. By the way, it's also a biracial relationship. Yeah. Um, no, that's a, 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 it was just interesting that they chose not to consider it that at all. It was mentioned once. It was mentioned once, yeah. 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 Um, so this doesn't meet the remit for me of great. My great gatekeeper is always like Back to the Future, which is like eight and a half. Mm. So in what's been a theme of this whole entire podcast, <laughs> you can feel where I'm going with this. <laughs> George and I have disagreed and then found out, no, no, we're saying the same thing because I'm giving this uh, eight. What did you win that award for? It's an awfully <laughs> weird shape. <laughs> Auditor of the Month Awards out of 10. I had something else and I forgot it. <laughs> that was my backup. Nice. I'm like, what can I find? I had something that was actually really quite good. I'm like, well, I don't know anymore. So with that in mind. Maybe that I can be your out. Yeah, out maybe. Line. Georgia, where did the Patreon go with this one? Who's the voice of the people? Uh, this was incredibly split. I think, yeah, it's that kind of film. Yeah, so we had two very low ratings and two very high ratings, which brought us out at a 6.25. 6.25? Yeah. Wow, okay. Considering the three and the four, and then the eight and the ten. Yeah. <clears throat> Who went ten? Uh, I knew you always asked me that, and I always if forget a 10, to just keep time. track of it, because I will ask. I, I know that, and then I yeah. forget, because they're so few and far between. It was Nate. Nate the Great? Yeah. Hmm. 
There we go. So, uh, as always, we want to uh, thank everybody who voted. Thank you for taking time for that. Uh, as we go through, uh, check out if you want to. If this is your first episode of us, go check out The Wedding Singer, which we did last week. A little bit of a different feel to it. But also maybe a bit of a what-if question. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what if? Um, we want to thank our Patreon backers. We're talking about Hermes, James DeGuzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Dwayne Smithy, Yeetmeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Cowan, Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike, Richard and Ryan Kukets, but of course, coast, coast yes. to coast, from least to most, <laughs> most importantly of the bunch, it's Julene from It Goes Down Woo! in the PM, hey, returning Julene. to their roots shortly. Go check them out. We will have a link to the podcast and probably the YouTube uh, locations at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And all that's left to do now is talk about what we're doing next week. Ooh. Cue Georgia with the phone when Liam's not here. But you know what? I'm going to try and get here. Are you? I am. All right. It's just close to the knuckles, so I'd rather say I'm not. Yeah, no, you're and fine. be here than so. This has got to do with the player in. Uh, or is this something else? Something else. Okay, my bad. Um, I got my day mixed up. Uh, so, with that in mind, what we're doing next week is this. Uh, there was a lot of talk about food in this movie. Today, today's we yeah, talked about hot dogs. Bagels. We talked about bagels. Next week, we're talking more about what people drink. Specifically, I believe a drink is a white Russian. <laughs> because next week, don't call me Ian, call me the dude. We're doing oh, the yeah. big Lebowski next week. <laughs> Julene's gone totally bad. <laughs> the big Lebowski. Julene's enjoying it. The big Lebowski. I believe a Coen Brothers film, if memory serves. Mm. So. I do it. As soon as you said a white Russian, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> so this is one of those films that every film podcast more or less does tackle at some point and it's uh it's 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 anniversary time or else it wouldn't be up here so i think it must be 25 years since the big lebowski wow yeah so uh definitely um i don't know if it's absurdist i wouldn't say that far but it's just very irreverent i think we're gonna see a different kind of film next week in the big Lebowski. Julene obviously knows about it, but as always, like I said, Julene, though, thank you again for bringing this film. Uh, we wouldn't, have, I don't imagine we would have stumbled upon this this year for sure. And I feel better knowing I know one more of the, of the Oscar nominees going in. It's a bit more fun to pay, keep track of who wins when you're like, oh, I saw that one. Yeah. The worst part is people say, oh, I don't think I should have won. Did you see it? No. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what beat it? No, but I, but but they're just better actors than they are. Like, well, <laughs> clearly you don't know. No, it's always yeah. my thing. I didn't deserve to win. Did you see the winner? No. Okay, well, it's kind of hard to make that comparison. Exactly. Right? You know, take, take the slap on the wrist or wherever else it may come across. So, um, as always, though, hope you had a good time. Hope you'll come back again. Always, yeah, always. I always make time for the BFE. Hey, that's, hey. Julie, I can't say this enough. Julian's been one of our uh, one of our most vocal supporters from back in the day, and was the first one to publicly even mention the idea of a Patreon to us. We had, had conversations about it in private, but Julian was the first one to reach out and go, "Do you guys have a Patreon? Have you guys ever thought about doing a Patreon?" And I was actually like, "Watch this space," because we have. We're just not there yet. And she was ready to go as soon as we put that up there. So it's always a lot of fun talking with Julene from It Goes Down in the PM. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so glad to be on. And thank you for inviting me. Thank you for reaching out. <laughs> and no matter how absent I am, at least once a week, I'll come in and check up and see what everybody's doing in Absol- the Patreon. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a very positive person in the Patreon chat. And if you want to know how you can get more involved with the Patreon and maybe do something similar to this, you can check us out. Patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Uh, outside of that, I guess it's just time to say goodbye as I try to figure out an end line. <laughs> we'll do the usual walk down. Uh, we'll go Liam, Megan, Julene, Georgia, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there we are. So. I just totally gapped, and that's okay. <laughs> it's the pressure of the following line. So please join us next week when we tackle John Goodman, White Russians, and the Coen Brothers, The Big Lebowski. For best film ever, Abney. I've been Liam. I'm Megan. I've been Celine. And I've been Georgia. And although this film's been disparate, we hope at the end of the day you're going, hot dog. <laughs> Hand me that bagel. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop. The flippity flip flop. <laughs>